ramming your brain through a table of wrestling knowledge. Announce table. One hundred six, six, six. Oh, we have. A great show for you this week. We have an interview that uh, maybe you wouldn't expect us to have. And it's outside the box. It is outside the box. We have Ryan McCormick, CEO and founder, or co-founder, maybe not CEO, co-founder of Goldman McCormick Public Relations. Gosh, I hope I'm saying that right. I, I wrote it down. Don't have it in front of me at the moment. It, maybe it's McCormick Goldman. No, one, No, it's Goldman it's McCormick. It's Goldman McCormick. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to mistakenly give top billing to the wrong guy. Right. Uh, but yeah, and he's going to talk to us about the Hulk Hogan situation. We're going to get expert opinion right. and how he would handle that situation. Then we also get into here. Here's the the cool points about this interview, just off the top of my head, because mm-hmm. we just got done with it. That resonate with me. Great expert opinion yep. about the whole Colgan situation. He's, he's an expert at reputation management. That's right. a specialty. So we get that. We get a Howard Stern story. A Howard Stern story. A Vince McMahon story. Vince McMahon story. And a Mc, good McFoley story. Mick Foley and some Cinco Bergunas. He's a big wrestling fan. So there you go. How about that? So stay so, tuned to the second hour ish for that. But we always, well, how was your week, T Mac? It was good. Mm-hmm. I just took a test for certification at my job mm. and it was 92 questions. Were you expecting this? Because you just come in there and you're like, I just took a test. <laughs> they, here, here's how they do it. And this is, this is the only irritating thing about it. Yeah. And it's, and I don't, so like, and it's about, there's, no, there's no like governing board governmental nah, that, that requires you to be certified nah, or anything. Nah. This is it's strictly get, corporate. It's to get raises and things yeah, like that. Gotcha. You know? Okay. Th- this is the only thing that irritated me. And this is, I've had many jobs and it's not just this company. It's m- many corporations. It's, Hey, you have a test coming up when, ah, well, we're still working on it. Okay. Hey, that test is now. Yeah. What? 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 Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was the only thing that sucked oh, about it. If you know it. your job, you yeah, should know dude, your job. Yeah, obviously, you should know your job. And mm-hmm. I'm like, well, of course, but just watch me fucking do it then. Right. Yeah, you, know, yeah. you don't have to tell me, like, break down all the steps of this process that we've yeah. been doing. You've been working there how long now? Like, over a year. Yeah, right? I've been there 19 to, months. Yeah. Uh, if you didn't know how your, jo- right, your job yeah. went, you would have been fired by now. Exactly. So, Or they manage their company so bad that they wouldn't be in business anymore. Right. And so like, it was just. That was irritating, but that's only literally the only bad thing that's mm-hmm. uh, going on. My life is pretty great. I put a Facebook status. If you're friends with me on Facebook, Thomas McCullough. Uh, yeah, you were like, man. I, Anthony said, you were who are you? rainbows that I day. I was. It was a good man. day. Set a personal record on bench press. It's pretty light, so I'm not going to tell right. you what it is, but it yeah. felt good to get mm-hmm. up into mm-hmm. that number. Yeah. Uh, yeah, if you read the status now, uh, you know, you'll see, of course, the Spanish announce table mentioned, but, you know. You well, you know why? You mentioned everything else great in your life. Well, you know but... why? Because this is why. For some reason, and tell me uh-huh. if this happens to you. Uh huh. On your mobile, when you're putting a Facebook status, you can't tag businesses. 
You can, you know, oh, hit really? the at it's, sign and put in a, a name, Tim right. or Thomas, but, no fan pages. but you can't put in the sp- – and so I was like, well, I don't want to put – and so I was like, that's stupid. And then when you said that, then I got onto a laptop and I was like, I'm going to edit this. Well, now it looks weird in my comment because yeah, I'm like, and your podcast is awesome, but you mention it in the thing. I'm like, thanks a lot, jerk. <laughs> <laughs> like, I look yeah, like an asshole. Yeah, good. <laughs> yeah, Even more that. reasons that post that. is great. But no, yeah, man, life's going pretty well for Life's you. going well. Yeah. And then this weekend, we've got Metro Pro. Metro Pro. Metro Clint Pro. Might be out of town. Yeah, that sucks uh, for you. Every time. I miss it every time. Rated R. Uh, if you're going, let me know. If I'm not out of town, I will be there. There's a chance I might not be out of town. My parents want to take us out to dinner because uh, I graduated. Right. Do it on Sunday. Yeah. Well, there's also something going on in Manhattan, where I'm from. Not Manhattan, New York. Manhattan, Kansas. Right. Uh, that we were supposed to be going the to lesser for a of while. The two. Right. The Little Apple <laughs> is literally what they call it. Oh my God. It's oh. on the water tower. They call it the Little the Apple. The Little Apple. Uh huh. And there's like Little Apple Brewery Company. Yes, yeah, the Little Apple. That really makes mm-hmm. me despise that mm-hmm. town. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like the town. The Little Apple. It's I a like, fun town. I like it was Aggieville. a great town to grow up in if you don't want to expose your children to, you know, because mm-hmm. it's a, it's. A quiet little nothing right. town. All those, you know, things went on there. But Aggieville. Aggieville's fun. And it's a great place to retire, but man, living here like in, in a, our age, there's not a whole lot of opportunity, that kind of thing. Aggieville. It's a good little college town. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I graduated college. I'm super excited Woo! about that. Finally. Yeah. Only took, only took me 17 years. Yep. <laughs> only took you 32 <laughs> years yeah. to do it. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, now if anybody, you know, needs... If anyone's if anybody, hiring, yeah, if anybody's <laughs> hiring, let me know. So, yep. uh, and we were going to hold a party, but uh, you know, apparently I smell bad. And nobody wanted to come. I said so, I was going to come. <laughs> oh, no, a lot of people around town. There was like five people out of town. A couple but, people had other engagements. You were going to come, and then after I'm like, well, let's, I want to do it when there's people, so let's postpone it to another hold time. Hold on, let's time out real quick. Uh-huh. So let's just deem our friendship to where all these people were out of town, but I was going to come, but nah, fuck it, we'll cancel it. What I did, well, what, I, what I thought is if, <laughs> if we're going to, nah, I was it, like, let's let's do it at a time where we can get everybody Right, if together. only Team X coming, then fuck this party. Well, Team X, Sharkbait was going to come too. <laughs> no, but then after I'm like, okay, well, we're going to postpone this, then I get a couple people like, oh man, I was going to show up. I'm like, you didn't tell me that. That's what a Facebook invite is for you say going <laughs> or Isn't that not. so awesome how like <laughs> like just that sentence there just makes me laugh mm. you were supposed to say yes to the Facebook <laughs> invite I sent you an evite like how how did, did not we, RSVP how did we function before that well yet RSVP you but, no, like, like just a little part no, yeah. you know no I would have thrown a party and you would have shown up <laughs> that's how we would have functioned before I would have oh, had a party for T-Mac <laughs> All right. So it's a good week for us. Man. Oh, and, and so I bought a big screen TV and a surround sound to celebrate and a new boom. bed. We got a new king size bed. Boom. We're just living life, man. Hey, and also, side note to brag about uh, another friend of mine. If you watch the show, it's on HGTV. Yes, this is cool. If it's on HGTV. It's called Tiny House Big Living. Yes. It's about those micro houses. Yeah, those right? little tiny, little like, house. 400 square foot house. This is yeah. 230. 230 square foot. 200, and he put a 130. I've got rooms in my house bigger than right. that. So it's my college roommate. Lived with them for two years. His name is Austin Averill. It is Austin and Caitlin Averill in Kansas City. Look it up on YouTube, however you find shows. So the tiny house is here. Yeah, it's in Kansas City. Oh. It's only 230 square feet. They put Austin, Caitlin, and then Boone, their St. Bernard, who's 135 what? pounds in this fucking house. That guy takes up half the house. Yeah, I know. Dog. Yeah. Jeez. So he was my college roommate, which in college, another side note, we lived 
there was it was a four bedroom house and there were six of us. One guy lived in the garage. That's how many people <laughs> we were thrown in there. So he's used to the small area. Yeah, so uh-huh, yeah, yeah, that was a fun time. He really but, liked it. Yeah, because it yeah. was because it was Kyle, Austin, Yale. Austin and Yale are twin brothers, and Austin you'll see on the episode. It was so it was Kyle, Austin, Yale, Drew, me. And Dante. This sounds like a bad boy band. All those You're names. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle, Drew, Thomas, Yale, Austin, Thomas, Dante. Dante, yeah. Dante. He's the edgy one. Yeah, he's the edgy one right. with the tattoos. Get, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right, yeah. yeah. He, he lived in the He's garage. the one that doesn't really sing or dance. He's just there well, to, to get to get that extra demo. Well, and if we did a reality show, he was the one that lived in the garage. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, he lives yeah. in the garage. Hey, see how it <laughs> See all? there it was? Yeah. So we normally, this is a professional wrestling podcast, yeah, which we've talked to this. about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we always kick it off with the news. Always. always. And we got a lot of news. Let's do the news. Yeah. Now, normally we do, if anybody's new to this, we do a funny headline. T-Mac tries to guess what I'm talking about. In news such as our first story, we don't do that out of respect. Rowdy Roddy Piper passed away this week. The WWE Hall of Famer suffered a cardiac arrest in his sleep at his home in Hollywood on Thursday. Piper is survived by his wife and four kids, including three daughters and his son Colton, who is currently pursuing a professional wrestling career. Shocking. Yeah, I didn't expect that one. Although he did, apparently. Did you see the details of that old interview surface? And he was talking about... You know, pensions and money, and he says, "What do you want me to do with a pension that I can't take out till sixty-five? I'm not going to live to be sixty-five." Yeah, but I don't believe he believed that. It's it's one of those things when you. Well, know, I, I bet you he believed he it wouldn't be a surprise to anybody if he passed away before sixty-five. Yeah, but you know what I mean. I don't think he's like, no, I'm going to die before sixty. It wasn't like a Tupac thing where Tupac sure. was like, I ain't last until I'm forty or whatever. Yeah, it's not like he's part of the twenty-seven club, right? You know, yeah, yeah. He was just going like, look, I lived a hard life. Eventually, yeah. this is going to catch up. Done a lot of. You know things. Well, remember the story that was shared by yep. one of our listeners mm-hmm. about yeah. Piper and that and, listener's and a substance. Yeah, father it, with uh, a substance. So uh-huh. yeah. Um, but I just thought it was weird because you didn't. He, typically, and maybe I'm just being naive, but typically you hear, oh, you know, for example, Dusty Rhodes had a little bit of health issues before sure, he passed, yeah. mm-hmm. and so you're like, well, maybe. Yeah. And this, it was just like he did an well, interview this week, yeah. or, or this past week with Rich Eisen. Well, Piper had uh, lymphoma, I think it was, but he yeah. was clean of that now. Right, yeah. Uh, yeah, so, I guess there is that. So yeah, but, I mean, they said he was cancer-free when he died. Right, so, I mean, so yeah, it was very that's unfortunate. unfortunate. It really sucks, and that and WWE amazing tributes again. I mean, they're they're the kings of that, and that 10-bell salute always gets me. Although that's, the fans kind of were like, rude. it's like, shut up, man. Well, the one guy didn't, I think everybody started shouting, hey, yeah. fucker, and then it just grew yeah. into it. And then those people were like, hey, right. you know what I mean? Like, okay, let that yeah. guy be an idiot, shut up, you know? But, I mean, it's still... It's it's sad. Those are the moments where you're like, oh, right. that's when it really like, mm-hmm. fuck. Yep. But the video package was great, and uh, he was one of the first wrestlers I ever saw because yeah. of Hogan. Uh, I had pajamas that had Hogan and the Hot Rod on it. Like those <laughs> are my favorite pajamas. I was a little kid, <laughs> man. You know I, I mean? always yeah, I always think of him. I honestly, this is just being brutally honest. I don't think of his wrestling when I think of Roddy no, Piper. I think uh, of no. his I think of his one liners, you know, I, I, I know the sleeper hold. And right, that's yeah. like it, you know? But like, you know, as soon as you know the answers, I change the mm-hmm. questions. Don't throw rocks at a man with a machine gun. When I was well, I was hell. Right, you know? yeah. You know, I was come here to kick ass and chew bubblegum. I'm out all out of bubblegum. Yeah. Which that wasn't a wrestling thing. That was a movie thing. Sure, but I mean Right. Yeah. And, and then, you know, 
Then I think of when he was an icon in mm-hmm. WCW, yep, and yep. then Jim Cornette went off on that. He's like, yeah, you and Hogan, you know, and all that. Jesus Cornette. Uh, right, but yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, he was someone that always was around in my wrestling history. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, my wrestling yeah. thoughts. It's always like, well, he was there when I was a kid, mm-hmm. and then during the Attitude NWR period, there he was again. And then, you know, uh, at WrestleMania when he did Piper's Pit with Stone Cold. Yes. I mean, that was great. And actually, his last Piper's Pit was with Lana and Rusev. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Yeah, it, it's a shame he's gone. I mean, it's, uh, I don't, you know, I just don't even, I hate when these happen. Yeah. And that's what I said on Twitter. I was like, the Tim Bell salute always gets me, and I just wish it was possible that we we didn't have to hear that again. Right. But, Oh, well, I, I don't, uh, rather than, we, I mean, we could go on. We could yeah. make a whole show about Roddy Piper. But in his honor, we will be using his music throughout the show and we'll yeah, have some clips like sprinkled that. through. And, yeah. you know, that's kind of what we do around here. So let's move on to the other news. Yes. Gee, couldn't figure out why they would do that. TNA. WWE oh. refuses to take any phone calls regarding China. China, Ah! according to a video published by China's manager, Anthony Anzaldo. In the video, Anzaldo called WWE headquarters and was told that they have been instructed to refuse communications from and on behalf of China. Shocker! It's time to let it go. Yeah. It's time to let it go. Stone Cold gave you a little bit of juice in your wrestling life by bringing up your name in an interview that everyone in this community was watching. Now it's done. Yeah. He's done three more interviews since yeah. then. Like, you, you got to know. Three. Yeah. Look, the, the guy that you were dating cheated on you with the heiress mm-hmm. to the company. Right. You're, you're not going to get a, That's woman on woman. Yeah. You're never getting back in here. Yeah. That's just how that's going to work. Yep. You know? Sorry. Yeah. All right. We'll move on. I bet this baby is born with eight tattoos. Oh, who has a lot of tattoos? Let me think. Who has a lot of tattoos? Scott Steiner. Angelina Love announced this week that she is (laughs) pregnant with her first child. Love made the announcement with a picture on Twitter with the baby's father. I don't know. Davey Uh, Richards. Davey Richards, that prick? Yep. Man, and she's ugly. So, oh, <laughs> oh my God. That's a shitty this poor kid's gonna yeah. have, gonna be ugly and have a piss poor. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's just a horrible kid. Jesus Christ, they're gonna give birth to CM Punk. Oh! <laughs> All right, we'll move on. <laughs> now with no Hulk Hogan. WWE. IGN Entertainment announced changes to WWE 2K16. The game will see a return of many features, including create a diva. Create a show, create an arena, create a championship, ladder match, handicap match, tornado tag match. Also, <clears throat> excuse me, in WWE Universe, wrestlers can now be booked for multiple shows. There will be no loading screens between wrestler entrances, and you can now assault wrestlers during their entrance. Referees and managers, cool. yep, referee and manager AIs have been improved, and online mode has been overhauled. And finally, in my career mode, you can now go all the way to being inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. Oh, that's cool. WWE 2K16 is set to be released in the United States on October 27th. I I like the games. I always get them every year because in October when they're released, that's my birth month. Ah. And my my birthday's on October 2nd. That is the month of my birth. Right. (laughs) Well, my birthday's on October 2nd, and this game gets released after that. Oh, there you go. So what we do You go, like, reserve it. Yeah. And then whoever wants to buy me the gift, you know, Mm -hmm. mom, dad grandma whatever right uh the, they'll or maybe a combination you know yeah, it's yeah. not just one sure. but they'll go hey 
Here's happy birthday. And so I always get it. I get that in the NBA 2K series. Nice. And those are my two games that I get every year for my birthday. And I might nice. buy one myself. But anyhow, I, I always like this game. And yeah. so it, it sounds really cool. Yeah, I like that my career getting to the Hall of Fame. That's cool. And assaulting cool. a wrestler during the entrance. Yeah. Because honestly, when you play the game, you, you just skip. start hitting X. Yeah, you're like, like uh, X, 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 X. Yeah. Because, well, for me, I like to watch everything first, like the first time through. So, like, I won't touch the game when it goes sure. in. I'm just like, I want to see every loading screen. What is this? Like, mm-hmm, oh, my God. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and then after I say, okay, X, 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 I'm done, I'm done, I'm Yeah, because you just want to get to the match. Yeah, now I want to yeah. get to the match. But, you, you know, it's we said this last week with the Hogan thing. You're not putting Hogan in. But let's promote the shit out of Arnold Schwarzenegger, <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. who is, I mean, look, I don't judge anyone because God knows I've done just as much stupid shit as everyone else. Right. So who am I to say you are blah, 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 blah. But this fucking guy. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, that guy's okay, but, but Hogan, yeah, right. Hogan, who said this in right. a private fucking yeah, You know how many tape? times Vince McMahon and Hulk Hogan probably said those exact same words to each other? Oh, my. You want to talk about most historically racist people right. that's ever yeah. been in, in wrestling yeah. industry? It's probably Vince McMahon. But you got on, you got Arnold Schwarzenegger, and again, my stance on recreational drugs is different than most, but it's a taboo thing. Mm-hmm. And in one of the most popular movies of all fucking time, one of the most got popular Marley spliff going on, yeah, pumping iron, right? Yeah, yeah. it's pumping yeah. iron, one yeah. of the most famous documentaries ever. There he is doing that, and then. God knows all the other crazy shit, but let's let's make a commercial with him and our young talent like Finn Balor and Dean Ambrose. Video game, video game, video, and Stone Cold Steve Austin who beat a wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They also have well, it's an ex-wife. They now, have, but they at have time. Dean Ambrose smoking a cigar on TV, which is big time no-no. Right, no. and putting it and out, putting out his own. chest. Like, come but on. Hogan. You asshole. Yeah. Which it wasn't even Hulk Hogan who said it. It was Terry Bollea. Yeah. We'll get into that. Yeah. In and the more interview. on that in the interview with Ryan yeah. McCormick. But Let's anyhow. See how it all comes around full circle. There you go. All right. <laughs> yeah. That sounds safe. Safe word? What, what are we <laughs> Kurt Angle announced on Facebook during a fan Q&A session that he is expecting to return to in-ring action in early no. September. Angle had a tumor removed from his neck recently, and that surgery led to complications that proved nearly fatal for Angle if it weren't for a quick trip to the emergency room. Can we stop? Stop <laughs> it, Kurt! He will never stop. No, he has He to is stop. the Terminator. He will not stop. Stop it! His arm will be hanging in gorilla, and he'll walk down to the ring. They're going to do – this is sad, but this just came to my mind. They're going to do a first death match with Kurt Angle and Sabu and the first motherfucker to die. die. Yeah, they're going to actually do it. Because that's yeah. who the fuckers that are just never going to yeah, Those quit. are going to be the ones that die in the ring. Yeah, so yeah. let's just fucking either book that match and make some money off of it or have them fucking stop. I choose the latter. So let's fucking – Kurt, you had a tumor removed. Wait a calendar year. Yeah, that just, should just be a fucking just, just, uh, rule of thumb. Me, you can be on screen. Go coach. Go, you know what I mean? Like, be yeah. Billy Gunn. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, go do that, please. Or if Don't you want to get this. your competitive juices going, go coach real wrestling. Right. You know? Yeah, go be an MMA coach yeah. with somebody. Well, I mean, you well, I mean, yeah, yeah. on somebody's team as right, the yeah, wrestling you know, guy. Yeah, you know? exactly. But it's just like, stop it. Yeah. 
That company and, and they're doing it for four people. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Doing it on TNA. <laughs> yeah. I would almost <laughs> be like, on. hey man, I totally yeah, get it. You're talking about a WrestleMania, you right, know, like, yeah. okay, I get it. I'm like, oh man, I really don't want you to, but it's WrestleMania. I understand why you want to. But you're doing it in front like, of twelve kids who got rejected and yeah. standing in line to see like, Mickey Mouse at fucking Disney. Stop WWE it. WWE continually turns you down, and you know if they have any way to make a buck, they do it. Right. And they're like Man. You're you're too broken. Yeah. Yeah. Let's stop oh, it, Kurt, Kurt. Please stop. Kurt. <laughs> and the nerdgasm was heard round the world. I think this is about uh the broken arrow. Stephen Amell, the actor who plays the green arrow, oh, announced green arrow. via Twitter that he will appear on Raw next week in response to Stardust's continued attempts to call him out. Uh, this'll draw. This'll make money. I gotta give it to him. But I don't care. I've never even seen this show. You know what? I'm interested to see how they present this. Is he going to come out as the Green Arrow? And they're going to, hey, cool. That's a good SummerSlam. I think this is what they'll do. I think this is a guess, Mm -hmm. but just my booking, which hopefully we get that in the emails later in the show. Mm -hmm. But this is how I would book it. He comes out as Steve Amell, right? Steve Amell. Stardust screws with him, pisses him off, kind of like pushes him down, ends the scene. And then Stardust has a match, and then Green Arrow comes mm-hmm. out, and dun 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 dun, nerd, yeah. you know, nerd, yeah, that's that's what shows up on the screen in like comic book writing, nerd, 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 like as he's shooting the arrow, nerd. I think I would. The arrow comes in, nerd, like right in the chest. Nerd. <laughs> it has a little flag that says yeah. nerd as it hangs nerd. down, kind of like with a stone yes. cold gun. Nerd. <laughs> nerd. <laughs> but here's, I, I think maybe this is why I'm not as excited about this, is, and correct me if I'm wrong, and mm-hmm. give me a hey idiots on Twitter, but is, this isn't even the number one show on the CW. <laughs> Right? I guess. I don't know, man. And who the fuck watches CW? Nerds? <laughs> yes. Like, yeah. like, if you got... And this is hypothetical, mm-hmm. but if you got Robert Downey Jr. as yeah. Iron Man yeah. to come through, right? All right, all right I get I'm it. not into yeah. Iron Man, but that's fucking yeah. Iron Man. When, when, uh, but when you get, when you have to explain, this guy, you know what I mean? like, that's why. That's my okay. So one, and you guys who've listened to the show long enough know that me and, and Captain were not into comic books we're and things comic like books, the, we're right. into sci-fi. Right, we're not into that. And hey, we understand that that's a demographic that wrestling fans are into. Oh yeah, a lot of crossover. Yep. Absolutely. More power to you. But for us, and I think I'm going to speak for you here, but for us, if you're going to bring in one of these, quote, nerds, yeah, yeah. be the best fucking one. Let's get the mega nerd. Right. Let's get him in yeah. here. Because yeah. if I tell you my world yeah. of MMA, right, and I bring in MMA fighter you know, Jeremy Stevens. Who? Exactly. Right. Which I think is fucking right. awesome. But, if you, but then if you tell me. Conor McGregor. Right. I'll be like, hey, all right. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, that's what we're saying. Yeah. Is if you're going to do a specialty niche, which yeah. even MMA, right. I'll admit, is a well, niche. Notice, yeah. WWE brought in Ronda Rousey. They didn't bring in. Jeremy Stevens. Or whatever woman. The, right, yeah. Beth Correa have gotten knocked Betcha, out. Betcha, yeah, yeah. What or was her name? Betcha. This fight? Yeah, Betcha Correa. 
Jesus, what a... 34 seconds. God. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. off topic, but go ahead. Right. Oh, yeah, they didn't bring in Misha Tate. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know? They, they brought in the number one. So if you're going to do the nerd thing, bring in Robert Let's Downey Jr. the number one nerd. Or who's the guy that plays Captain America? I don't know. That guy, you <laughs> know? know? Or uh Or the guy that was in the Hurt Locker that does the bow and arrows on the Avengers. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? No, I know you're talking Scarlett about. Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't it. she do something? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she's on one of those. Uh, she's an Avenger. She's a nerd on one of right, those things. Yeah, yeah. She, or bring she back X Man or something. Or bring back Hugh Jackman. He was Wolverine. Yeah, right. And have him come out as Wolverine. It's Wolverine. You know, so that's all we're saying. Have so, stab somebody. So yeah, we're not we're not into <laughs> the thing, and, and we're saying nerd jokingly. We're not trying to make fun of you because you can oh, easily say <laughs> no. Oh, I'm just yeah. kidding. <laughs> but we you can easily say that about me and MMA. So oh, I yeah, get you it. You can say oh jock or whatever. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or, Dumbass meathead or something. Right, so yeah. that's all we're saying. Yeah. Right. But yeah, so next week we get to see a, a, a guy dressed up like the hurricane running around. Yeah. Awesome. Because yeah. that worked great the first time. It's going to be there. If he says what's up with that, I'm turning <laughs> the fucking show off. <laughs> no, they didn't say 100%. They said your knee is 100% larger than the other one. Oh, I saw this picture. This is uh, Ryback. Ryback posted pictures of his injured knee this week. Ryback needed surgery for a staph infection that required 90 cc's of fluid to be drained from the knee. Though the knee is still visibly swollen, Ryback says he will be 100% by SummerSlam. You know what? You don't have to, man. Don't, yeah. You're not stone cold. Right. You're not bringing in everyone. Nobody is tuning into SummerSlam for this intercontinental match with The Miz. Right, yeah. Like, let it go, guys. We can wait two more weeks. This this is the Kurt Angle effect. Heal, please. I'll wait. We we think it's admirable if you can fight through it during a match. Right. We kind of think you're crazy if you rush back to a match. In fact... This is one of those where absence might make the heart grow fonder. Like Let's I miss Rybacks, yeah. Yeah, do show some of these videos on Raw. and uh, like The Triple H thing. And and showing, you know, like what used to be a, a fan letters, you know, like mm-hmm. get well cards, show right. the tweets and like. Mm-hmm. And yeah, then end know. every promo with the feed me more. And then you get the whole, cr- or the whole crowd yeah. chant, feed yeah, me yeah, more. Yeah, nice feed me more antibiotics. Right, yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> oh, so wait two weeks. Jeez, yeah. Your knee's worth it. Let's not pull a Kevin Nash and come back from yeah. quad tear to quad tear to quad. Yeah, exactly. So. Jesus. Right, come on, guys. On. Oh, I'm going to hell for this one. So you could say they killed the cancer. Oh, God, you are going to Doctors hell. removed cancer from the stomach of Jimmy Superfly Snooka this week, according to Bill After of One Wrestling. After says Snooka's wife reported that part of Snooka's stomach and lymph nodes were removed, and the surgery was declared a success, though Snooka still has many medical treatments to undergo moving forward. Is he going to jail, though, for killing that one girl? It's being uh, investigated, I believe. I think but... that's the most interesting thing right now about Jimmy Snooka is, yeah. is he going to jail for the rest? Are we going to remove him from everything? Yeah. You know? Is he the cancer as right. it were? Yeah. Ugh. Which, he's on a Legends contract. Yeah. Uh, again, innocent until proven guilty kind of a thing. Oh, uh, I know. And, 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 hey, if he didn't, I mean, and, and even if he did, it sucks for somebody to get cancer. I mean, that, oh, that really course. sucks. Yeah. And, and I don't mean to make light of it. But it seems like he's fine now. Right. It seems like they got it in right. time. That's one of those things. I mean, cancers go and come. I mean, you know. Everyone's it's... affected by cancer. Yeah. You either have it, know someone, or know someone who knows someone. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a, You're affected by someone. Yeah. I mean, I, I hope mm-hmm. that he is well. Right. Of course. That. Right. Yeah. All right. Your headline is making you go straight to hell. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> As the, you giggle about it. <laughs> the Sweet Rose 
and the Mad Ox. You know, this really isn't a headline-worthy story, but I knew you were going to bring it up. (laughs) Adam Rose and Brad Mad Ox. Wrestled as a tag team at a WWE live event in Texas this week. The duo used the team name Beef Mode and reportedly had a heel fitness freak gimmick. Beef Mode lost to Damian Sandow and Curtis Axel. Uh, You can't get much lower than that. Right. Are they going to get Simon Dean and yeah. like do the whole fitness thing again? Well, somebody said they were they were calling themselves BFFs and were almost doing like a Billy and Chuck routine too, and I think that's just too many things. This sounds decent. If you have two guys coming out ripped, mm-hmm. acting like they're fitness and they're way in shape better than everybody else, and they're calling themselves beef mode, solid. That is all you need. Mm-hmm. Drop this Billy and Chuck shtick. It didn't work before. It's not going to work now. Oh, it kind of worked. Yeah. It it got on NBC Today uh, sure. show. Sure. I mean, uh, yeah, it, it, it worked enough. Right, yeah. But this is enough. not, especially in now, right. it's probably not going to go so well. No. Like, just, this is fine. Right. Beef mode. Sounds fine. And you have- Well, that doesn't sound You have fine. the Sweet Rose and the Mad Ox. <laughs> sounds like a, that sounds like a disease you get. <laughs> yeah, beef mode. Yeah. Oh, I got the beef mode. <laughs> sounds like when she's in Brie mode. Like, yeah. Daniel Bryan's like, yeah, what about beef mode? Yeah. <laughs> or when she wakes up hungover, beef mode, <laughs> holding her head. <laughs> Yeah, it's fake. Just ask CM Punk. It, uh, are we getting into this? Dana good? White stirred up controversy this week in a Twitter exchange with oh, a fan. The yeah. fan compared the UFC pay-per-view price to WWE's, and White responded that fake shit should be nine ninety nine. White did say he respects WWE performers and that what they do, or and what they do, but was adamant that WWE is indeed fake. Several fans and WWE performers took to social media to chastise White for his comments. It's fake, guys. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Do we have to keep so, having this conversation? Well, well okay. Here's no, the thing. Hold on. Let me let me say my yeah, thing. and then okay. We'll get, All right. Okay. So let's just dissect his Twitter comment in two, right? Yes. He's 50% right and 50%, 50% a dickhead. Right? Yeah. So let's go, go. let's go to the dickhead thing because yeah. I want everyone to understand my point of view first. Calling it shit is dumb as fuck because- Hello, just like your headline said, mm-hmm. he signed CM Punk. Oh, that fake shit. Hey, CM Punk, you want to go fight? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll make money right, off you. Right. Right? So, oh, it's like, you're because by saying shit, you're just saying it's beneath you, which it's not. Right. Go to any WrestleMania. And, think, and he later did a little of his own damage control. Like, whoa, hey, now. Right. What I'm not saying well, is Well, right. and here's the other thing. Dana White's a fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah. Okay? Well. At least on, on social media. Right. He is notorious. Follow him. He is notorious oh, for, yeah. like, picking on people, bullying. He's like the Well, he's never school. had to, he's never been in that PR disaster where he's had to worry about well he has well but yeah he has yeah, but he's still fine you well, know what yeah. I mean? like nothing's yeah well yeah. because now he's just done it so much he's almost al davis like yeah, if you don't know guy, who al davis right. is look him up he's right. the owner of the oakland raiders he's dead now anyhow but um he, he he's a bully yeah and so he does he speaks out of anger and insecurity and he says stupid ass things yeah. that you're like you're stop man yeah. like you're obviously just doing yeah. this because he was upset mm-hmm. that someone Pointed out yeah. that another business model is better than his, and for him to save face, he does the high school football quarterback yeah. thing. Or the high sh- school wrestler. Right, yeah. Is, and just shoves you in the locker yeah, yeah. or puts you in a full Nelson yeah. and says, dork, and then throws well, I, you down. I think it's more akin to many high school wrestlers that I knew were like, oh, you watch that fake wrestling right. shit? It's like, so now where people get upset is that. it's it, You're arguing semantics when you're like, it's predetermined or it's fake. Well, that's what he meant. By right, fake. It's yeah. predetermined. It's a show. Yeah. And that's what he meant. Yeah. You know, could he have said, well, hey, man, 
if if we're talking, he's you're comparing wrong things here. You're right. talking about a real sport. A, you're talking about a choreographed theater, which right. is great and amazing product. Yeah, ask the and a great 000. price for it. Yeah, and ask the seventy eight thousand people there at WrestleMania. But ours is yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. ours is real. Right, athleticism, and we and make sports. our money off the pay per views. They make their money off of other things besides just you know, right, like yeah. like they can afford to have a lower price point because they have so many other things bringing in yeah, revenue. Yeah, UFC Ours doesn't. Yeah. Is only, yeah, we have less streams of revenue. Yeah, UFC doesn't make movies. UFC right. doesn't have action yeah, figures. We have merch like and does. live gate and pay per view. Yeah, or t shirts, mm-hmm. and that's yeah. it. Right, and then yeah. some some uh, what's sort of affiliations with right, sponsors of course. and stuff. Yeah, right. but yeah. yeah, so yeah, but the 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 response was just. I wanted to poke myself yeah. in the well, eye. People always got to stand up for what they believe but, in. Like, it wasn't just like retards <laughs> yeah. and oh, stupid no. asses. Oh, it was like Seth Rollins I and know. Taz. And- yeah, he's like, oh, he has been in the ring so much. That's not what you're talking <laughs> yeah. about. And that's not what he, and he gets that. And that's why he was like, hey, look. Yeah. I told. He even said it in the very next tweet was like, hey, don't get me wrong. Yeah, I love these guys. They're yeah. amazing at what they do. He's friends before right. Punk jumped over. He was friends with Punk. He's friends with The Rock. He ruined well, And the- he wants to be Vince McMahon. I mean, let's be honest yeah, with yeah, you. Yeah. You know what I mean? So he's not like. I mean, he's trying to do a right. very similar thing. Right. Yeah, I mean, he ruined The Rock's surprise. That's how good of friends he was. Remember when Rock came back after the six years yeah. he was gone or however <laughs> yeah, many long? Yeah, yeah. yeah, He was like, congrats to The Rock. And you're like, what? And then there's The Rock, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, like, he's in that little group of cool guys. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. the cool, cool upper guys. guys right? Yeah. But... Cut for, him some slack. For, yeah, well, because he's a dumb shit yeah. when it comes to being that way. Yeah. Amazing as far as building and a look, sport. He's but yeah, God. Well, he's, he's not just... influencing any UFC fan that didn't already think bad about WWE, right. or he's not deterring any UFC fan who also watched. I didn't. Right. I didn't go like, oh yeah, Dana, you are right. I'm not watching wrestling. Yeah. Like, no, I'm still right. gonna yeah, watch exactly. wrestling. Yeah. Anthony is still gonna watch wrestling. Yeah. Like, they either like WWE or they don't. Right. It's not and like so yeah. it was just a stupid ass comment that. Someone wanted to ah, let's run with this. I hate you. But yeah. then, like, it's you don't know. Shut up. It's fake. Yeah. Okay. All right. All well, right. Well. It's fucking fake, guys. It's fake. It's not a sport. It's probably printed on recycled paper and bound with organic glue. Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan's new book, <laughs> Yes, My Improbable Journey to the Main Event of WrestleMania, made the New York Times bestsellers list for the week of July 25th. The autobiography was released on July 21st and made it to number 18 on the adult nonfiction list. This is the 25th WWE book to make the bestsellers list since the formation of WWE books in 1999. Boom. I want to get that one, too. Yeah, me too. Because it doesn't seem like he pulls punches. No. Like, it seems like he lays it all in. He's like, look, I didn't like Ezekiel Jackson. I I liked that story. Sheamus walked in while I was banging Bree. Yeah, and it's not even out of like, let me tell you something about this dickhead. It's just that Daniel Bryan's always seemed like a... Very honest. Yeah, he's like, no, no, no. Like, very blunt. And not even like blunt to be mean, just like, no, that's oh, this what guy happened. was being a dickhead, so I showed him, I told right. him. Yeah. So yeah. I'm looking forward to getting the book. I still need to, you know what's sad is I still have the Harley Race book. I read six chapters in two weeks, like boom, 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 boom. Yeah. That was a year ago, and I'm still- And your still brain on. started to hurt. Well, no. I, that was a year ago. Uh, ew. Yeah, man. You gotta and I haven't touched it. You gotta it. let me borrow it. No. <laughs> That'll motivate me to read it. So. Yeah. All right, move on. I don't know. Your future is sounding kind of cloudy. With a chance of meatballs. Tammy Sunny Sitch (laughs) failed to appear in court this week for DUI charges from an arrest in May. Stitch was charged with a DUI when she entered the exit lane of a Walmart and ran up on the curb. The Times News in Carbon County, Pennsylvania reports that Sitch is, in fact, facing DUI charges in three separate incidents, all stemming from a three-week period of May 30th through June 20th of this year. A warrant will likely be issued for Stitch's arrest. Stitch's arrest. 
hostage. Sonny, get it together. Jesus. You're going to jail. Three DUIs in three weeks and then not showing up to court? You got to show up. You better be in Mexico. I don't Look, it's one thing to stand here and and talk about somebody falling from grace because you know you have no idea what they've been through but three DUIs. Come on. And not sure it's a choice now. Yep. Yeah, you it's know? definitely a choice. It's a well, you know what? Fuck it, I'm going to I don't care. It's, Got it's one past already. a downward spiral. It's yeah. landing at rock bottom and deciding, you know what? I kind of like it here. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to hang out more here. Jesus I like this Christ. area. I'll yeah. just move on. I don't even want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> So you really think people want more content from you? Yeah, they do. TNA will be de- <laughs> excuse me. TNA will be debuting four new web series on their YouTube channel this week. My first day debuts today at 1 p.m. The question mark debuts to well, I guess so that was Monday. The question mark debuts Tuesday at 1 p.m. Knockouts World or Knockout Workouts debuts Thursday at 1 p.m. And EC3 Fireside Chat debuts Friday at 1 p.m. Although that should be entertaining. Yep. TNA. There it is. Let's focus on that. Well, that's because that might be the only way your company is distributed. You're right. <coughs> YouTube. <laughs> but how much do you charge for Skype nudes? I would charge about eight bucks. AJ Lee is charging $15,000 per appearance, according to the Wrestling Observer. Lee is reportedly not interested in making appearances, but did appear at a Comic-Con recently. In addition to the $15,000, Lee also requests business class travel and hotels. Is this one of those where you set the bar so abnormally high that nobody will want it, but if somebody's willing to pay, you're like, okay. Okay, I guess, I, yeah. I had a uh, IT guy uh, in the military, and and I said, uh, so do you get a lot of requests to work on computers? He was like, no, because I tell people I charge them 150 bucks an hour. And he goes, and most people walk away, but if they're going to fucking pay me 150 bucks an hour, I'll work on your computer right. all goddamn night. Yeah. So, And yeah. I think maybe this is me being pompous and stupid and blah, blah, blah. She is a good wrestler. And one of the first oh, ones sure, of yeah. this like diva revolution yeah. era, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm, and she kind of mm-hmm. kickstarted that a little yep. bit. But the only reason I think you book her at that price is in hopes that CM Punk's sitting in the crowd. Yeah, you I know, just, yeah, I don't get it because I mean, what I, match is she gonna do? That's well, it's worth not even matches. I mean, it's like any appearance. Like just to come to Comic Con, I'm not gonna need fifteen thousand dollars. Yeah, I know that thing brings in a lot of money, but come on. Yeah. And if you're a wrestling booker. And you've got some indie show. There is no way you're clearing $15,000. Mm, not even close. Without her. Right. Let alone with her. With her, you're not even going to get $15,000 to pay her, let mm-hmm. alone to anything yeah, else. You're just throwing that away. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't get it. Yep. All right. And intimate conversations with Hulk Hogan. Oh, no. WWE announced new programming that will be added to the WWE Network sometime (laughs) in the third quarter. In addition to new episodes of WWE 24, WWE List, and the Stone Cold Podcast, the company will also add 20th anniversary of Monday Nitro. Boom, I like that. WCW Nitro accelerating the war. Raw Attitude Era Part 2, Austin McMahon. A new studio show recapping all WWE events. Won't watch that. Table for Three, a new series that, quote, gives viewers a seat at the table with superstars and divas, end quote. Kind of like the Renee Young show? Yeah, kind of, I think so. I like the Renee Young show. And a reality series on the NXT roster as they strive to make WWE's main roster. I don't like that. You don't? No, because I like NXT. Too much behind the curtain? Well, and NXT's perfect. Yeah. 
you're going to oversaturate it. Yeah, point, don't you know? don't let me see more of Enzo. Enzo is great right, right now. Yeah, yeah you know yeah. what I mean. I don't want to see him struggling to get the polka dots in his hair. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean. Well, he did that for Dusty, but you sure, get what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't right. want to or trying to find Cass. The, the shirt that fits them, you know, yeah, yeah. or yeah, Cass working on that fat t- or that spare tire, yeah, yeah, tire. yeah, or or blue pants, <laughs> or or the he's sh- still a fat bastard, uh, <laughs> or sh- the the struggle of blue pants to find her pants before she goes yeah. out to the or ring. Blue pants ripped now. I gotta find right. blue tights, right, yeah, yeah, or so, else the whole gimmick's yeah. done. Yeah. So yeah. that kind of stuff, I, I mm. they're they're great. Also in this announcement, WWE confirmed that. I don't know. A rolling one-month free trial program of the WWE Network will be in effect moving forward. Kind of wish that I had canceled so I can get my free month. You know what I mean? Well, you could sign up on somebody else's computer with a random... I know, but you know what I mean? Like, I signed up day one. Yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah, me too. Yeah, Yeah, can't you reward people that were there on day one? Maybe say, hey, here's a free month. Yeah. Because how many people signed up day one? It was a lot. Right. I mean, yeah, maybe. And you can do that over the course of a year. You can pick your month. You can just say, hey, look. You're going to pick WrestleMania month. As a reward to you guys. Yeah. Well, not you pick your month because they want to spread it out, but they can say, Mm -hmm. everybody with the last name of, well, that doesn't work either because there's a lot more last names that start with certain things. Right. But you get the idea. Yeah. Birth dates. I just... That's yeah, a, there you go. Your birth month. Yeah. This year you're going to get it free because you've been a Sus- subscriber since day one. Right. Or the first week or whatever. Perfect idea. Yeah. Because I've, this is a more... Happy birthday from WWE Network. Yes. Boom. Yes! Oh! Because this is a this is a struggle I've had, not with WWE, it's more of a bigger issue, but it seems like with businesses, they always, it's like cell phones, right? Yeah. Like cell phone contracts. Hey, man, we'll give you 10 gigs free, you know, 40 bucks for a month, blah, blah, blah. Well, what about me? I've been with you for two years. I'm paying 110 yeah, yeah. or whatever. The it's sprint. like sprint. We're going to cut your bill in half if you come over here from somewhere else. All the sprint people are like, well, what about us? What the fuck, man? Yeah. yeah. You, know? you know? And it's like. You should reward, and it's even going in back to wrestling. It's the you're not rewarding people for their loyalty. Their loyalty, to you. right? Exactly. It's like it's, it's like when you watch Raw and you get four replays. It's like motherfucker, I tuned in at seven yeah, yeah. o'clock Central Standard Time. Yeah, I don't need to I've see been here fucking, the whole time. Yeah. I don't need to see a yeah, fucking last replay. Night I watched Raw from start to finish live for yeah. the first time in a long time. And, yeah, and yeah, that was like. I get it, man. Yeah, but if you're just tuning in because, you know, in a few weeks we got Monday Night Football or whatever the fuck they're competing with, and it's like, you know, reward fuckers for being loyal. I'm a fucking retard that's been loyal since day one. You could have just stopped right after the retard. I know, I know. You know (laughs) what I mean? Yeah, no, I get you. We'll just move on because the next story kind of fits in. Okay. Couldn't be all those free months or anything subscription numbers. The WWE Network has reached a subscriber count of 1.156 million. This is down from the WrestleMania benchmark of 1.327 million. The 2015 second quarter average was 1.216 paid subscribers. 1.216 million paid subscribers. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, they expected a drop off after WrestleMania. They got it, but everything else is trending upward from the previous quarter. It's right. up. Perfect. From the previous years up. Yada, yada, mm-hmm. yada. Uh, so WWE Network's still going strong, it looks like, man. Yep. I think the product speaks for itself. I, and that's why I, I've always advocated that free month because if you get it and you see what's on there, you're going to be like, oh, hell yeah. If you right. were willing to pay for it at all, mm-hmm. what more could you be asking for? And they keep giving you more anyway. So, right. Yeah. All right. We'll move on. Good job. Uh, weren't you already? What? Layla announced this week that she has officially retired from professional wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. Weren't you already? <laughs> I'm like, uh, when was the last time my, I saw you? Yeah. 
I, I know there was something that happened, and they didn't go into details, and, and they didn't need to. Didn't she get married? Well, she she's engaged, but there was something that, you know, they announced that, you know, she oh, was- Oh, she had yeah, some health something, issues. Something, yeah. yeah, so, I mean- We covered yeah, that. Yeah. All right. Well, congratulations. Yeah. Moving on, getting married. Going What's the most life. memorable thing she did in her career to you? Lay cool. Yep. Yeah. Which sucks, because, I mean, I liked her all the time. I thought, hey, yeah, perfect. You know what I mean? She was mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. She was one of those that wasn't just what- I still remember this from a girlfriend from a long time ago, God, over a decade ago. Uh, she would call them show hoes. There's women's wrestlers, and then there's show hoes. Right. You know? She was a women's wrestler. She was a women's she wrestler. She went through yep. the uh, tough enough yeah. thing. Eva Marie is yeah. what she would have called a show ho. Right. You know what I mean? I th- I was thinking Eve Torres. I was like, no. No. Yeah, yeah. no. Right. So there you go. All right. We'll just move on. Oh, yeah. That doesn't sound petty. Oh, man. Well, it doesn't sound petty. CM Punk. Fred Durst, frontman of Limp Biscuit, claimed on a Chicago radio show this week that he turned down an offer for the band to play at WrestleMania 32. Bullshit. Durst said he does not like the corporate atmosphere of Bullshit. WWE these days and is still a wrestling fan, just not a WWE fan anymore. Bullshit. Durst also complained of being removed from a WWE event a few years ago for flipping off the camera. Now, that was probably true, but <laughs> bullshit. That's what he's mad about. And I bet you they said, hey, Undertaker's come back. Let's do the roll and roll and no. roll. And they were like, no. We'll just hire a fucking house band to do right. something. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you think Limp Biscuit came to yeah. them? And yeah. then he's like, oh, yeah. fuck you. Hey. Right. Because yeah. what fucking hit song have they had in the last seven years? Yeah. Look, you were the epitome of the rap rock yeah. thing. And that died off. And don't get me wrong, that was probably one of my favorite music genres of all time. Yep. But it doesn't really exist anymore. You right. know what I mean? Like, yeah. The other you were bands, the epitome of it. The and other bands yeah. either broke up or changed their music. Right. You're still Corn. doing the same thing. Yeah, they kind of morphed into something a little right. more like rock. Yeah. yeah. Right. But fuck you yeah, guys. You're still out there talking Fred about skateboards Durst. and tagging shit. Yeah. I mean, like, and Fred Durst, oh, you're such a, a dork. Yeah, a dork. Yeah. You're a dork. He's the guy that was like a nerd in middle school but or high school and grew up. To start a band, yeah. and, be, and now he's like, "Look at me, I I epitomize cool." Like, no, you don't. He's still wearing, pull- yeah. he still has like a starter pullover jacket. Yeah. Still wearing like, his red hat backwards. Yeah, like- and has like Reebok the the pumps. <laughs> yeah. He's like pumps it up. He's like, "Hey guys, you want to go for a run? Let me get my Reebok pumps <laughs> and like pumps up." Yeah, fucking dork. He still thinks Goldberg is relevant. I bet, like, when he plays basketball, he wears the, like, striped socks up to his knees and yeah. has a, a, head, a headband. <laughs> yeah, even though he has short hair. Yeah. So why do you have a headband? Well, now, see, I wear a shaved head and I've worn a headband before because that's the problem is the sweat will run down the front of my face. There's no hair to, you know what I mean? Get so I've done that before. Dork. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it works. Right. It works like a motherfucker. Yeah. Keeps that sweat off your, out of he's your still, eyes. He's still buying iPods. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Still buying iPod. He's still thinking that's a cool thing. He's like, check out my new iPod Touch. Yeah. All right, we'll move on. Final story. He's drinking four Locos. Drinking MD 2020. (laughs) (laughs) Especially the ones where you pull the string to hear him talk. Toys. Mattel Toys announced this week that they have halted production of Hulk Hogan toys. (laughs) Stemming from his recent (laughs) racial controversy. That's a good one. Uh, more transcripts, excuse me, involving racial comments from Hogan were released this week. These transcripts were from a recorded phone conversation where Hogan's son, uh, with Hogan's son Nick, while he was incarcerated. In this conversation, Hogan and his son discussed their energy living forever, and Hogan's concern was that he doesn't want to come back as a quote couple of blizzak giz eyes end quote. To which Nick replied, "Brutal," and they said much more than just this, right. and the same word that got him in trouble on other things. Uh, Who hates Hogan? 
<laughs> I mean, seriously. Yeah, like, there's someone out, there, out yeah. there that's like, you because know Because wait, now, now, if it was a recorded thing, isn't that like police property? That's what I'm saying. How did, did he, that come did out? That's got to be highly illegal. I'm thinking maybe he's banging mm. like- Maybe it's not. That's probably a free records act thing that you could do. Maybe. But that means somebody went and got- let me hear all the phone conversations. Right. That's what I'm with, saying. Yeah. I think maybe he, he's like banging some sheriff's wife, uh-huh. and the sheriff found out, and he's like, guess what I have on I'm you? I'm sure this is involved in Gawker or Linda Hogan. Right. Oh! That fucking melting-looking Barbie yeah, bitch that fucking, fucking going Yoko right after of our times. Yeah. <laughs> She's uh, fucking Yoko. It's Yoko Hogan. Let's just call her that. God, she looks like a melting candle. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> This she, is the news, She's man. uncomfortable to be around. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, news. News. A lot of news this week. And uh, it's just great. We're going to get into Tweet the Table next. We're going to take a break. And after Tweet the Table, we've got a great interview. You need to stick for that. But right up next is going to be Tweet the Table. And if you don't know what that is, just just don't touch that dial. I mean, there's no dial. It's a podcast. But you get the idea. Don't fast forward. Yeah, don't turn off your podcast playing yeah, device. Yeah. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Please. Stay with us for Tweet the Table on Spanish Announce Table, which is on SpanishAnnounceTable.net. And sitting for more than three hours a day can take two years off your life. TrendingTopicsNetwork.com. Guess what new shirt I have? What's that? I've got the new Daniel Bryan Yes shirt. That shirt is yes. awesome. Yes. 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 And guess where I got it? You got it from Kmart. I did not get oh. it from Kmart. I got it online at www.shop.com. Oh, hey, I know something about www.shop.com. What do you know about it? I know that the Spanish announce table are now affiliate members of www.shop.com. We official. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And you know what that means to the average listener of the Spanish What does that mean to them? That means that when they go to purchase something from www.shop.com, which, let's face it, they're very likely to do. Come on. We know that you guys want the newest Bray Wyatt shirts. We know that you want the newest Daniel Bryan merchandise. Even for you weirdos, we know you want the John Cena stuff. Pink armbands. Right. So, guess what? You can get all that stuff all for the same price you're normally going to Same low price you're always going to get. And if you go through our site we get a little kickback and guess what we like that gives us some money help support this show which we know you like it's very simple you go to spanishannouncetable.net they've one of the first banners is literally this wweshop.com banner ad and it tells you the code to use you click through it that lets them know that it's us sending you to yeah them, and hey then we'll get a you kickback want in sales. them to know about us Go through and use our Man. link and tell them who we are and help us at the same time. And this merchandise is not something you get at a fair. No. This is WWE shop material. This is thick quality shirts. Authentic. Authentic caps. You can get replica belts. Anything you could buy from the WWE, you can get on WWEshop.com. And by doing so, you'll also be supporting the Spanish Announce Table. Doesn't get any better than that, T-Mac. It does not. So go to SpanishAnnounceTable.net. Click the link for the WWE Shop. You go there. You get whatever merchandise you already are going to get. And then we get that kickback. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Piper, you know, I was watching the Raw last night. I was watching the Raw. God, you sounded uh-huh, so yeah. dated there. I was watching the Raw. As I was coming back from the Walmart. I was opening up myself a Werther's original. 
And they were what showing a hard the candy. <laughs> yeah, they were showing the tribute videos, and I already knew how amazing and great Piper was. And then they were showing those videos, and Vince McMahon asked, "How low can you go?" And he says, "I'm on the show. How low can I go?" Right. It's like that's it. He was, that a, he was shows a great jerk. The next level yeah. greatness of yeah. that man. He it's, was a great jerk. I yeah. like I like that about him the most is he could yeah. play the jerk. You know, uh, pompous ass. You know what else I liked is somebody posted it out. I think it was Facebook, and it was like, who else remembers that one time Roddy Piper was the only one not intimidated by Brock Lesnar? Remember mm-hmm. when he came out during yeah. Hogan's thing, and he just fucking yeah. stared him down? Like, yeah, when everybody doing? else, even Hogan was kind of like, hey, man, yeah, whoa. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Piper was just like, do something. Yeah. But I don't care if you kill me. I'm out of bubble. You know? <laughs> He's like, what? So what, you're going to kill me? Oh, well. Yeah. What, you're going to kill me and I'm going to look like a bitch? I don't think so. No, only one is going to happen. <laughs> you know, only one of these things is going to happen. Yeah. God, how I great. think more people need to think like that when confronted with a fight. Yeah, look. Yeah, because you could act like a total bitch and you might get away, or the guy might still kick your ass. So you might as well And either way, up. yeah. Either way, yeah. You should always man up. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I yeah. So. Never give up. <laughs> Sometimes give up. Yeah, sometimes give sometimes up. give up. All right, tweet the table. It's a fun game we like to play where you, the listener, yes, you right now, the person hearing my sweet, sweet voice. It's your if, opinion? If you, it is my opinion, and it's right. If <laughs> all of my opinions are right, uh, if you have a wrestling thought at all, go on Twitter and use hashtag tweet the table and put that thought down, and we'll read it on this show. We'll read one of yours. At the very least. And the rest of them, the rest of the best, will be over on Tweet the Table, the rest of the best, over on HeelZiggler.com. Plug. A second show that we do. Come on. We're so great, we give you two. Yeah. We'll give you some of the both. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah. Like that? Uh-huh. Let's get All into right. it. Tweet the Table goes like this, at HeelZiggler underscore com says, watching main event on Hulu, and I am pumped for the final match. Brie Bella versus Becky Lynch. Hashtag Tweet the Table. Good for you. Yeah. I think that was supposed to, oh no, it was SmackDown where it was supposed to be Nikki Bella, huh? Mm-hmm. And uh, she had to go see somebody's nose surgery. That's why she wasn't on the yep. show. I mean, let's more define diet raw by that right there. Yeah. Yeah, you can go be with your husband while he gets nose Not even husband, your boyfriend. Right. While he gets nose surgery. It's not like he's going for a triple bypass and might not make it through. Right, it's a nose surgery. <laughs> and they let you leave diet raw. Yeah. And And – he doesn't need you to drive him home from the hospital. He can get a cab. Yeah. He's got some dough. Or an Uber. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you, you can know? Uber it home. Yeah. For fuck's sake. At Phil White, 75. Phil. Says hashtag tweet the table. On this day. August 2nd, 1992. This man defeated Big Van Vader for the WCW world title. Ric Flair. Ron Simmons, the first oh, black world champion. yeah. Yeah? Damn. Damn. Ron Simmons, man. God, so great. That guy was really good. But you know why he became champion? Huh. It's because Ric Flair left and took the title to oh, WWF. that's right. And so that's like, right. Fuck, all right. What are we going to do? I remember seeing that when I was a kid, and it didn't hit me how crazy that was. I was just like, hey, he brought the belt. Right. I was like, that's weird. Yeah, now, if there was no. a second promotion, yeah. uh-huh. oh, my God. Uh-huh. Break the internet. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. At double A underscore W-I-R. Instead of beef mode, we want the mad ox. Where's the ox? Hashtag tweet table. Where is the mad ox? 
I wish you guys could see over the course of the 106 episodes <laughs> yeah, now, yeah. my eye rolling on every time the, we bring up this motherfucker. Bring it up who? The Mad Ox. The Mad Ox. <laughs> Come on. Now, even if he's not doing the pants and the hooves and the, all that, if he comes out in this in this beefed up fitness gimmick calling himself the Mad Ox, <laughs> minus the, the ox <laughs> noise, if he was just like, if it was... The Sweet Rose and the Mad Ox, and they were just these conceited. And Joe Kelly mentioned, he was like, yeah, I can definitely identify with that. And I was like, see? Yeah. People love this if they're good. Right. Which remains to be seen. But, I mean, how can you not love the Mad Ox? <laughs> At Belukasu 512. We've literally done that motherfucking thing <laughs> since episode one. 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 And it came about so organically, too. I was just like, yeah, the Mad Ox. And I was like, ooh. Hey. <laughs> oh my god. If anybody go back and listen to episode one, you'll hear oh us talk about god. the Mad Ox. <laughs> this show has taken so many different forms and personalities and ups and downs. But, but the <laughs> one constant, the one thing that's been there since day one, besides us, the Mad Ox. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> At Blue Kazoo 512, great tribute to Roddy Piper. Rest in peace, Hot Rod. Hashtag tweet the table. Mm-hmm. Those tributes are always good, man. They know what to do, man. They're great. Oh, yeah. At Tap Out Kev. Hashtag tweet the table. World Heavyweight Championship prospect to valet for Los Matadores. Oh, how El Torito's career has crumbled in 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> That was so great, too. I love how he's like, oh, you know, he's got to be under six feet tall. And then he's just laughing. He's like, and he's got to be under 200 pounds. He's like, El Torito, get out of here. (laughs) Just great. I loved it. All right. At the Iceman forever, Rollins versus Neville was a fantastic way to start Raw. That was a five-star match, in my opinion. Hashtag tweet table. Hashtag Iceman approved. It was very good. I like hashtag Iceman approved. We're Iceman approved. Did, did you think the ref fucked up? I didn't think they fucked up at all. Depends on the angle. The first angle they re-showed, yeah, it was very evident that he stopped before it came up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but on another angle, you didn't see that. You know what I mean? Because he was behind the thing. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. But they didn't need to point it out. They should have been like, Yeah. Whoop, what, what, whoop, what are you talking whoop, about? Look, whoop, look at whoop. the great athleticism. Because you could have just heard the crowd going, and think, oh, contested, you know. Yeah, the, people the crowd, think that was close. Yeah, but they yeah. like made a, an issue, and I was like, why? Yeah. At the ultimate one, if Paul Heyman was a rabbi, I would attend Temple every Saturday. And I'm not even Jewish. Hashtag tweet the table. Yeah, so hype. Even Brock Lesnar fucking broke. You know, yeah, he's, he's, like, like, yeah. he's like, yeah. Gave him a dap. You never see Brock Lesnar slap hands with somebody. Yeah, exactly. Fucking yeah. Christ. He was like, motherfucker. This guy, he was spitting. He was so just like, it was like he legitimately felt every bit of that. Because he did. Paul Heyman is the goddamn tits. He is the <laughs> shit. The he's the tits. Goddamn. Yeah. At Theo, 75. This Divas match is three times better than any Randy Orton match in his career. Hashtag tweet table. Come on. Shut up. Randy Orton is that amazing match in yeah. his career. I like you, Theo. I really do. <laughs> but shut up. That's insane. That's, that's He's ludicrous. Had great matches. Oh my He's God. had some shitholes. That match is Who three times hasn't? better. That match might have been three times better than a lot of Randy Orton matches, but there have been some amazing Randy Orton oh matches. Oh my God. We could go on and on. At Katie first. Lady. 
Paige is the most unique diva right now. Hashtag tweet the table. Um, let's answer that. Is she? I don't know. Most unique. Sasha Banks is kind of unique. Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch is kind of unique. Blue pants. Blue pants. I don't think she's any more unique than some of them. Blue pants. Blue pants. I think so great. You know I mean? Just who would have thought? She doesn't even have a fucking just name. Blue pants. Blue pants. Blue pants. I think yeah. That's one of those just like you couldn't have made that up. Yep. You couldn't have done that. Nope. That has to happen organically. At rated R. Hashtag tweet the table. T Mac. Yeah. Use your Don West voice to promote the SummerSlam card so far. Go. <laughs> <laughs> Go. All right, here, this is what we got now. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. We've got a great benefit. It's bigger than WrestleMania. We we got? We've got Undertaker, his old ass, his crinkly old ass, which you can get some DVDs on WWEshop.com. He's going to be taking on Brock Lesnar, Suplex City. You love Suplex City? Of course you do. That's why you're going to buy the shirt for $12.99 yeah, on WWEshop. <laughs> That's going to be a main event. Why? Because we don't fucking care about our titles. We care about Brock Lesnar and Undertaker. <laughs> <laughs> what else is on the show? Who gives a fuck? Buy a DVD. <laughs> WWShop.com. Don West. We got to get him on the show. I will do that. I want to interview him. I like, will do that. T-Mac has a Don West. Oh, really. Yeah, you should interview Don West as In Don West. <laughs> oh, my God. Don West. So when what, you were like cutting what those is your, promos. What is your favorite term? <laughs> <laughs> what was your biggest influence? <laughs> was it a guy with throat cancer? <laughs> I was a fucking... Eric Young. <laughs> <laughs> At W-I-R Kata. Uh, what happened to you, Barrett? You used to be cool. Hashtag tweet table, hashtag King Turd. Who said that? Kata. When? Yeah, when was he cool? Barrett was never cool to me. No. Yeah. The, the one time when he was like, okay, I can take you as a respectable high mid-card, low main event guy was when he almost had that WrestleMania match with Randy Orton and broke his elbow. Mm-hmm. Like the two Raw versus before. the Nexus was happening. But that was a the, Nexus. That was yeah. a Wade Barrett. Sure, but I mean, he was the... Yeah, whatever. Yeah. But yeah, that was... But when he was having that program with Orton and then he... How weird was the him. Nexus? And then all of a sudden just CM Punk is the guy? Like, how weird was that whole... For being a guy who I consider... I know the wrestling... You know, when we do the Phil White 75, yep. you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, I can... Re- I don't remember how that transition happened to where it was like, CM Punk? Yeah, well, I'd Barrett have to, like, left. I think maybe they had to, like... He had to leave the... Did he lose something where he couldn't be the leader anymore? See, that's what... It's like so... Hashtag many- tweet table of what, what happened to Wade Barrett that he was no longer the leader that CM Punk was like... Yeah, it was so colluded. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah. At Living Legend 148, has Soraya Knight had the most mentions on WWE TV of any female wrestler never to have been on the roster? Hashtag tweet the table. Possibly. Mm. Yeah, I don't know who else would have been. Yeah, that's probably true. That's never been. Major Guns. Yeah. Remember her? (laughs) Yeah, but like had the most mentions on WWE TV of any female wrestler never to have been on the roster. That might be. Yeah. Well, I just can't think of any female wrestlers. Unless there's somebody historical. But who didn't go on WWE. Yeah, and who wouldn't have gotten mentioned, or who would have been mentioned that was historical that much. Major Guns. Do you remember her? Oh, my God. Well, Nakano, was she on WWE roster? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, But G.I. Bro. Remember when Booker T was G.I. Bro? No, I remember it, but I don't remember. But remember that hot chick with, like, the Uh, porn look? Oh, yeah, okay. That was Major Guns. Yeah, but did she get any WWE mentions? I don't know. You know what I'm saying? At Balatosis X, I meant booing scene of the man, not scene of the character. 
When any superstar finishes a match hurt, booing feels disrespectful. Hashtag tweet the table. Yeah, that I got. I didn't catch people were booing him after the broken nose thing. But in the crowd, you might not have known that. In the crowd, you might yeah. not have seen that at all. You'd just be like, oh, man. He's- Especially up in the crowd, you wouldn't have seen that at all. Right, yeah. Even where we were sitting, we probably wouldn't have seen a broken nose on Cena mm-hmm. and Ron. We were on the floor, right, and then, you know, pretty damn close. So. Yeah, and we're just like, well, fuck that guy. At Tweet the Table, I'm so glad that WWE is now selling T-Mac t-shirts. I had to buy 20. Hashtag Tweet the Table. What do you mean he never shuts up? Isn't his shirt. <laughs> God damn. Yeah. First of all, how fucking awesome was that shirt? Yeah. And it says, you can't see knee on yeah. the back. So fucking great. Yeah, that's a good one. Seth Rollins, he's the tits. He is. <laughs> he's the tits. At a bartender GS. You haven't heard from this guy in a while, have we? Maybe last week. <laughs> Hashtag tweet the table. I'm <laughs> not good at that whole accounting for people is, thing. Is AJ Styles slowly turning into a less muscular Johnny Mundo? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, his style that's is very similar. Perfect analogy for me. AJ Styles is Johnny Mundo. No. Amazing in the ring. Does great stuff. Boring as fuck to listen to and build a storyline around. He's a better wrestler than Johnny Mundo. That was sure. But yeah. that analogy of, this guy's great. Look at all the crazy stuff he does. Oh, you mean he's got to talk and build a storyline? You lost me. And he seems like a very cool guy, AJ Styles. Seems like a fuck. He's the guy that would fucking. Now, if you were stranded with a flat tire on the side of the road, he would pick up your car and carry it home. Well, and you know what I mean? Like, right, but that's what I think makes him a, a good good guy. A sure. good a good baby face. Sure, Johnny yeah. Mundo, you look yeah. at it and you go, man, fuck yeah. him. No. You know but what you I mean? need a strong heel to help carry that. Right. Even with, with AJ Styles, though. Yeah. Anyway. Johnny Mundo is a less... Yeah, look, I'm not saying they're equal right. of scale. AJ Styles is obviously better. Mm-hmm. But like, you know. I get what you're saying. Yeah. I get you. At GBL 316, hashtag tweet table, a great SmackDown main event this week. The roads of Rollins and Dean Ambrose continue to intertwine. Hashtag ratings. Good. Mm-hmm. Slow build. Long build. Between who? Rollins and Ambrose. You think they turn on each other? Oh, no, Rollins. I was thinking Rollins Roman. And yeah, Rollins and Ambrose. Think, they keep what, intertwining somehow. But do you think Roman turns? He should be... Something right, he should be a heel right now. No, I just feel like it. No, hmm. there's too many heels. Yeah, yeah. At Wayne's drunk dad, do you guys like the name Submission Sorority? No, hashtag tweet the table. I'm on the fence at the moment, and it's a picket fence. It hurts like hell. <laughs> I don't like it. Yeah, I don't like it either. I don't either. No, nope. Nope. yeah, it feels forced. Yep. Yep. At final one, Hallmark of Swede. Hashtag, well, it's at Hallmark of Swede, not at final one. Hallmark yeah. of Swede. Hashtag tweet table, rest in peace, Rowdy Roddy Piper. When you were well, you were hell, man. Indeed. I felt that was a very good way to end it, don't you think? Uh-huh. Well, then we'll leave it at that. We'll play his music out. We'll take a break. And we'll come back. Got to hear this interview, man. It's a great interview. We get into some fun stuff, talk about some serious stuff. Only the way we can. And give us some feedback on it, too. Give us some feedback on the Spanish Announce Table, which is on SpanishAnnounceTable.net. And the average friendship lasts for about seven to five years. What? Yeah, seven. Or, you know, five five to seven. I was like, that's weird. It said seven to five, so five to seven years. Yeah. So we've got about three to four years. There we go. TrainingTopicsNetwork.com! Are you depressed? 
lonely, feeling like the world is taking a greasy shit on your face? Well, you're right. Your life sucks. But I'm about to tell you how you can turn all of that around. You can instantly feel better about your life simply by reading Ugly As Hell, an autobiography by Lester Greystone. In Ugly As Hell, not only does Lester Greystone educate you on topics such as hyphenated names, house liquors, the end of the world, how to properly name a band, how chin remotes work, pre-destroyed pants, what it's like to be an actor, binge drinking, quitting your job, and single wide trailers. He also discusses intimate details about his life and childhood that will leave you with no possible way to ever feel bad about your life again. I mean, once you hear how Lester Greystone has lived, you'll feel like a member of the royal family by comparison. So go to Amazon.com and search for Ugly As Hell by Lester Greystone and let Lester help you get out of the dumps so he can have more room in there for himself. That's Ugly As Hell by Lester Greystone on Amazon.com. Welcome to the second hour-ish of the Spanish Announce Table on SpanishAnnounceTable.net and TrendingTopicsNetwork.com Yeah! Uh. <laughs> I always love, man, this thing gets me kicked. He's been pumped. Love this intro. It's by One Hit Wonder. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, he'll hit you once. Yeah, then, literally. Yeah, yeah, then you'll be done, yeah. Okay, so we've talked about this earlier in the show coming up. We've got a great interview. We discussed the big news story of Hulk Hogan last week uh, and the whole, you know, political or public relations melee mm-hmm. that stems from that. So who better to speak on that than a uh, an expert at reputation management even? That we, sounds really cool, doesn't, doesn't it? it? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I'm in good hands if I have I, a guy like that. I am an expert at ruining my reputation. Right. So there's yeah. that. You know, I'm kind of the flip side of that coin. Yeah. Now we have Ryan McCormick, co-founder of Goldman McCormick Public Relations on the line with us. You there, Ryan? Yes, and it's a great honor to be with you. Thank you. Thank very you much. so much for having me. This is interesting because, you know, we talk just as, you know, Joe Schmoes about, you know, how we think, like, you know, WWE kind of went way extreme on mm-hmm. there, you know, trying to, what do we call this, like uh, putting out a fire kind right. of a thing. Yep. So you have uh, you have a lot more expertise at this, and you kind of viewed the same, but it's nice to hear a, you know, somebody who's expert an actual thing. expert at this yeah. say, hey, you know, we're going too far here. So I guess the first question we want to ask you is, so if you're on Hulk Hogan's team, or, or not even Hulk Hogan's team, but anyone in that public you know, setting, and something like this happens, what is the first step from their point of view? Not the company, WWE, but from his point of view. What would, what's the first thing that you guys like have to start doing? Well, the first thing I think you have to start doing is you have to be the one that is narrating the outcome and the trajectory of the crisis at hand. The crisis at hand may be overwhelming, and it may be mind-boggling. You may be paralyzed with, with fear. But if you are not the one that is narrating the trajectory and the public discussion of where that situation is going, you are paralyzed. You are done. You are, it's going to take so much harder to overcome that. So this event happens where Hulk Hogan is revealed on a sex tape that was taped without his authorization, a pure invasion of privacy, and revealed publicly, and he's saying things that have been you know, considered racially insensitive. I don't, think he des- I don't think he owed anyone an apology 
for anything that he said in his private life because what you say in your private life is not something you're necessarily going to put out there. And I don't think we need to apologize for who we are in our personal lives. So that's the first thing I would have done is I would have immediately come out. I would have assessed the situation for him, and then I would not have apologized. This would have been a really great opportunity to really take a stand because humanity, I think, needs to take a stand right now. I mean, you're at a point where anything that you say or do in your private or personal life, not yesterday but years ago, mm-hmm. can be obtained illegally and be used as a means to discredit you personally and professionally. And if he had taken a stand against that and he had, he had really come out and not gone on the apology, I think that what he, what he would have done is he would have potentially changed the trajectory of the, the discussion at hand and I think he would have put, put a lot more pressure on the WWE, but instead the first thing he did was I think he panicked, mm-hmm. he came out, he apologized, he didn't want to hurt anyone, but the reality is that he was not in any position or any reason for him to apologize. So the first thing he should have done is he, he should have gone out and taken the aggressive stance on this. When, when you're an individual like he is, and even though you know he, he's a public figure and obviously he, he has people around him, there's a team that is you know Team Hulk Hogan, but when you're going... Not up against, but when you're battling the the internet memes, and then also on top of that, the WWE, who's going to automatically take their stance. How, how? What are you mentioned? Not apologizing, things like that. But how else would you help narrate your side of that story? Well, in that particular case, I think it would have been in best Hulk Hogan's best interest to have appeared on a select number of trusted media shows where he's had a great response and good rapport with the host. And then the media would have been focused on those five to six different interviews because the, the story about Hulk Hogan was, was big. Everyone was mm-hmm. talking about it. And when the media is looking for the next angle, the next reason to, to cover the story, they're going to look and they're going to find any new information they can. And if Hulk Hogan had limited his media interviews to maybe five to seven, done them on shows with hosts he would have trusted, like Howard Stern, where he's expecting to get a, a tougher-than-usual interview, he could have basically taken control back, I think, of that situation, and he could have discussed his side of the story, and he could have come out, and he could have explained how much has hurt him, how much has hurt his family. Mm-hmm. So that would have been the next step at hand, I think. What would your opinion have been if we were talking about this off-air? Because uh, last night, Monday night, uh, it was Stone Cold's podcast, and it was with Paige, but originally that was scheduled for Hulk Hogan. Would you have pushed if you were on Hogan's team to keep that interview so that in this, you know, situation, even though Stone Cold isn't known for being the great interviewer, but it would have got or even a friend, of right? Hogan's yeah, or team. a great friend, but he is someone that brings eyes to a program. And then with that current situation, would you have pushed for Hogan to somehow stayed on that podcast to do that interview with the WWE? and kind of in a, not a safe setting, but a familiar setting as far as he's at the WWE Raw show. You know what I mean? Would would that Absolutely. have been something you would have I done? I, I would have recommended he do it. And, you know, this, I don't know, you know, I try, not to, I try to keep it very positive, mm-hmm. but I really am scratching my head to figure out what team he has or what, what, what was their initial decision deciding what to do. Because for him to sit back, for him to come out and apologize and admit wrongdoing where there was no wrongdoing to be admitted to, 
and then for him to sit back, allow this, you know, this assault on his career to occur, and not say anything back publicly, it must be a legal. It's either got to be a legal issue where it's going to impact his lawsuit against Gawker, but still, even then, by being silent and allowing this to happen in order to win a lawsuit, I think it's cost him so much more. By him being silent and not fighting this, it's almost as if he's occurring, concurring with what people mm-hmm. are saying about him. Right. So I'm going back to your original statement is that I think that he, yeah, he should have done Stone Cold. It would have drawn a lot of eyes and attention, and he could have unveiled a couple key pieces of advice or key pieces from his heart that no one else would have had, and every wrestling blog would have been talking about it. Of oh, course. indeed. Yeah. So now, you know, we talk about, uh, and you mentioned how this is public versus professional here. You know, this was taken without his knowledge. Mm-hmm. It was a very public com- or private conversation, you know, um, now, so are there any, because WWE and their superstars or their, you know, the people they employ, they do have to kind of blur those lines between private and public. Uh, is there, does Hogan have a leg to stand on in not necessarily legal challenges, but just to, to go at WWE and say, you can't necessarily just ruin my financial livelihood because of something I said in a private conversation not intended to be on screen or anything like that. I mean, is there clauses? I absolutely or? do. I think yeah. that that should have been a major point. And I have to tell you something. I used to really love WWE, and not like my opinion matters to anyone, but I will never watch or acknowledge anything to do with WWE again because I felt that they slit the, slit the throat of their fan base. All mm-hmm. those people that grew up in the 1980s watching Hulk Hogan, watching him make that company great, knowing that he's the guy that stood for true values of America. What are the true values of America? Freedom and fighting for freedom. And here's the WWE taking the most pristine star, the star that built their company, and shoving him under the rug, making him totally irrelevant, acting in a way that is the exact opposite of what America stands for. And I think it was horrible. And if you think about the WWE, they're in no position whatsoever to ever dictate morality or have a moral high ground above anyone, especially when they had their attitude era, which made them very successful. Again, it was another point in their time with their company where they were taking outrageous, you know, I think great angles. They're very interesting. They're very edgy. They're, you know, they're rated R angles mm-hmm. for storylines. Things that are much more edgier, are much more outrageous than Hulk Hogan could have ever said. And they built a whole generation of fans upon that. So I feel like when the WWE treated Hulk Hogan the way they did, they even took him into the Hall of Fame. It was just a disgrace, and it really was a slap in the face to two generations of fans that really built their company to where they are. And I think that this is going to put them in a very bad position going forward. Well, and now let's go on to that side of the coin. If you're WWE and this, you know situation happens how do you handle it from a business standpoint because obviously you know they've got uh they're a publicly traded company so they have stockholders to enter to and then also the advertisers of mattel and all the lawyers and their own public relations right so if you're on that side of the coin how do you handle this situation uh as wwe well if you're on the side with wwe obviously you have to think about your bottom line and i'm not saying i know what was going on inside the mind of Mm -hmm. wwe i disagree with their decision completely what they've did, done, but a situation like this, you want to assess this. You want to hold out. You want to wait to see how things come about. It. When we learned about uh, the gentleman from Subway, Jared, and mm-hmm. he was busted for uh, potentially having something questionable on his computer, Subway didn't sever the ties. They suspended the relationship because they wanted to see if he was innocent and proven guilty. And I think the WWE, if they had wanted to really sustain that relationship, they could have suspended uh, working ties with Hulk Hogan until mm-hmm. things come out. 
But Vince McMahon could have really come out and been a real true hero to the Ameri- to his fan base and to the American public at hand by being publicly slamming the idea that somebody could have something that's recorded privately be exploited publicly, especially with the WWE probably have so many cl- skeletons in their own closet. Oh, so of course. From a um, pure perspective, as far as what are you going to do for your bottom line, most of the people that are coming to the WWE right now, unless I'm wrong, are parents who grew up in the 80s who are bringing their kids out there. So I don't think that the new fan base are just people who have come in or trickled in over the last five or ten years when WWE decided to go mainstream again. I think these are people that have grew up in the 80s that were cultivated in the attitude area. And I think you have to cater to them because those are the ones, not your advertisers, that are really going to be putting the money in the pockets of the people. Because yeah, it even seems like WWE started doing this complete disassociation before even the news story broke. Right. That was how the news story yeah. broke to me was I said, it's ridiculous. why are they pulling all of a sudden? Mm. Right. Yeah, especially given, the, I mean, a lot of their angles, especially in the Attitude Era, were very racially charged. Right. It just seems like they're <laughs> running scared now. Mm-hmm. With a nation of domination with The Rock. Right, right. exactly right. Yeah, And then DX doing blackface with uh, uh, road, uh, oh, or, yeah, yeah. Uh, Billy Gunn, uh, right. you know, being yep. uh, the godfather. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah, definitely I understand. Well, and Piper's half black. Right, exactly. Mania, yeah. yeah. Well, it's the things that they got out. So I, I don't understand, then, you know, if they're – if they didn't suspend, let's say, for example, they stuck with Hulk Hogan, mm-hmm. would they have gotten you know, some people you know, protesting or they would have gotten some people upset? Yeah, they may have, but I don't think they would have alienated their core base at all. I think that what they did is they, they really took the heart out of what made their company great, which is a, a character like Hulk Hogan. I think he really made the WWE great. When people think about some of the greatest moments in WWE, I think most people talk about, uh, you know, when Hulk Hogan body slammed onto the giant, WrestleMania three, it was a big cornerstone moment. And that was the guy, that was the, that was your big superstar. And they should have treated him with more respect. Mm-hmm. And I think that they would have done a lot of good for their fans and even for the corporation to kind of give this guy the benefit of the doubt to see what would happen, how it played out, but instead of throwing one of the bus so quickly. Especially since Vince McMahon said that exact word on live television. Right. I mean, it just yeah. seems, yeah. So, and, and we want to make clear, too, I mean, we talked about this off air, but uh, this isn't just damage control from Hogan's side. You have no affiliation with him, right? We're just discussing. No, yeah. right. I don't have any affiliation with him. But I've been trying to reach out to him. I've been, I, I came up with a PR plan. My company came up with a PR plan that we've been trying. We've been tweeting to him. We've been trying to offer to people who knew him because we feel really bad. We feel that the struggle with Hulk Hogan is a struggle that all Americans are eventually going to face or are facing right now. And it is. And that's one of the keys too, is that when you are facing a crisis situation, if you present the crisis as bigger than yourself, as encompassing all. Then he would have actually, I think, gotten more interest from more people across the world. So what's going on with Hulk Hogan, I think, could happen to any one of us. Mm-hmm. And if Hulk Hogan had taken a stance, I think that his base of Hulkamaniacs, his, his strong fan base, would have joined on. And they would have hopefully created a shift in a consciousness or forced people to look at this. And, you know, could have done a lot of good with this. But his reaction and the way things have gone out... I went in the exact opposite direction. I think that most people are afraid right now. They're afraid to, to talk and to think about who they really are and, and knowing that they could be recorded. And I just think that's not a good way to live. I disagree with it. You know, here's maybe a little bit outside of the box of, of pro wrestling, but I wanted your opinion on this. When did that shift happen in your, in your eyes from, you know, the late 90s with the Stone Cold Steve Austin and, you know, nine-year-olds – acting like they're drinking beer and doing the suck it sign now to where now, you know, you can't have, I I saw an article and I can't even remember uh, uh, who was by, but they were to stop this angle currently with Lana 
and Summer Rae because it's women-on-women violence over a man. So when, in your eyes, did this whole shift in our society, maybe this is a bigger question than just wrestling, but when did that happen? Because it feels like five years ago, you know, I was doing Suck It, and everyone was like, oh, that's funny. And now you can't even, you know... Do anything? Can't even mention genitals. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, you can't even mention that without someone getting up in arms. So when did that public shift happen? I think there are three. There are three distinctive moments you could point out to. One is specifically dealing with WWE. The first moment is when Janet Jackson's boob popped out on Mm -hmm. the Super Bowl Mm -hmm. with Justin Timberlake. Yeah, Super Bowl that was. When that happened and the people were outraged, I think that you saw a wave of hypersensitivity sweep across America where a small number of people decided that their needs were more important than the rest of the people. That's when they really started getting gutsy and started imposing their their selfish uh, beliefs upon everyone else, that everyone else couldn't see this because they were offended by it. So I think that that was one of the first big waves. I think one of the second big waves that occurred was when it was, I think it was when Oprah Winfrey was really making the push to say that there are certain words that you can't say in society anymore. You refer to them as C-words or N-words. And I think that once that started happening, then people were really getting careful about what they were saying. And then there became this line that if anyone were to say these words that were demonized that you couldn't say publicly, then that's when I think this hypersensitive really started to take shape and form. Also, you know, you're, when the media is constantly bombarding you with saying that, you know, this person says something that's controversial, and you go through a cycle where that person goes out and apologizes and says I'm not racist, that has been building up for a number of years to the point where I think people are just professionally outraged all the time. Right. And I want to say that the point where I think it was really turning for the WWE when they really went from attitude quality, I think it was about three years before they decided that Linda McMahon was going to run for a Senate office position. So I think it was three years prior to that that they had to get their act together. And then when she was running, I saw that they weren't taking like, the chances they were before. They were just going a different direction. They were doing a hybrid of uh, the 80s with a little uh, emphasis on let's make it a little edgy, but just enough so we don't get in trouble. Mm-hmm. So I think that those were all fundamental shifts as well. So today, unfortunately, I think that our society is just very hypersensitive. People get offended at the drop of a hat, and the fact is that they feel compelled to impose their inner sadness and inner offensiveness upon everyone else. And I just think you should do whatever you want to do. Exactly. What the big deal is? Yeah, I think the pendulum's almost swung in the opposite direction. Where you know, in the attitude era, we kind of look back, and there are some things that happen. You're like, okay, this seven-year-old shouldn't be trying to lift up the girl's shirt next to him <laughs> to see her boobs. Right. You know, we shouldn't be doing that. But then also, well, no, well you no, know what I mean, no, or or, just, or, yeah. t- or telling <laughs> telling the third-grade teacher to suck it. Right, you know what yeah. I mean? But then we also shouldn't have. Okay, you can't. We can't do the curb stomp anymore because now that's going to promote kids right. that we don't even know Good. to do something crazy. So yeah. I think I think the pendulum needs to come back maybe a little bit towards the middle. Uh, but now I want to get more into kind of your story. So you're obviously an expert in all of damage control and really a societal, you know, showing how you see these PR changes. So how did you get into this field? How did how did you work your way into damage control and being co-founding a specialist? Your own yeah, company yeah, too, and yeah, co-founding your own company. Long time, long, long time ago when I was in school, I was into film and video and okay. I made a film and it was just absolutely awful, but I was very good at promoting the film. So I got this really awful film shown on campus, had a lot of people show up, and my friend at the time had told me, listen, it's like, you're really awful at making movies. You just, you know, I mean, you're really good at promoting the movie. So that was the point where I, it was a start. And then I went to intern for Howard Stern, and 
that was a part where a lot of creative things were, were happening. So it was a natural progression into that. I really loved working with people, and I found that when I started interning and working in PR, I tended to come very naturally to crisis situations. I enjoyed them. There were, there were puzzles to figure out. I thought there were different ways you could handle it. So you know, we've dealt with um, – then I found my own company, co-founded a company, Golden McCormick Media Relations, and we've dealt with crisis situations over a number of years. So it's just a steady progression in learning and also observing how the media treat people when they're ostracized. So after a while, you get to observe the media, you get to see certain patterns emerge, and when you see somebody who's in a bad situation and the media's coming after them, the people are coming after them, I always think that there's a number of ways that they can handle it differently. There, there's always a way to, to make it a positive or get a positive outcome. So we've been dealing with that for a very long time, so that's pretty much how I fell into it. Well, I'm, I'm glad we're having this conversation because uh, don't be surprised if someday the Spanish announce tables are reaching out to you. Yeah, given the way we are. <laughs> yeah, we've had a couple episodes where I've had to go on an apology tour. So, yeah, <laughs> there might be another time here coming right. up soon where we might need your help. Yeah, so. the Southern people aren't a big uh, fan of uh, T-Mac over there. <laughs> so now um, you mentioned Howard Stern, and, and we had yep. a little off-air conversation here. Uh, you Through the Howard Stern internship, you got to meet Vince McMahon and ask him yeah. some questions. Uh, the opportunity to meet Vince Man, this is going back in 2001. I wanted to. I found out that he was coming to the studio. I wanted to meet him so bad, so I devised this plan to have Ronnie the limo driver. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I put a target on my chest and I gave Ronnie the limo driver four stale bagels. <laughs> and I said, if you if you can hit me, if you if you can hit me or miss me, I'll get a chance to meet Vince McMahon and ask him a couple questions. So, long story short, they brought me in the studio. Howard Stern says I was I was crazy, and Ronnie the Rolando driver starts pegging me in the head and the nuts with with bagels. <laughs> hey, when Howard Stern says you're crazy, you know you're doing something. Oh yeah, oh yeah, he was, he was just, just like yeah, oh my god. So anyway, Howard you know felt bad. He's like he thought I I, I thought I earned the chance to meet Vince McMahon. So Vince McMahon comes in the studio. Now here I am sitting. I get an opportunity to talk to him. The first thing I asked Vince McMahon was. I said, hey, listen, I would love to do a run-in on a pay-per-view where I interfere and it costs the main guy the championship. I just asked him flat out with a straight face. He's like, no, that's not going to happen. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> and then I, was, I think I was asking him if I could be thrown on thumbtacks and I, if I could do a run-in on a steel cage match and be in a Hell in a Cell match. I mean, I, at the time, I was, really, I was in a different mentality than I was right now. I really believed that he was, was, was going to consider having me in there. Uh-huh. So it was it was a great opportunity, memorable opportunity, but absolutely nothing came uh, positive from it. <laughs> well, you know that's. But I want to dig deeper into into meeting Vince McMahon because you hear so many different stories about yep. Vince. So what was you know during that time period they were running really hot at that time, two thousand one. Yeah. You know that was almost like the pinnacle, like the peak of it, attitude I mean, they and everything. Just beaten yeah, WrestleMania seventeen. Yeah, WrestleMania seventeen. Yeah, exactly. The Rock Austin match and all of that. So what was his aura like? I mean. Were you intimidated? What was that whole situation like? Like, yeah. describe that a little I was, bit. I was a big fanboy back then. Right, I was a fanboy was I was I was completely starstruck. I couldn't believe it. It was just it was interesting, and I you know I thought it was cool. I, I I remembered his breakfast order that he told me one time, or I heard about it, and I recited it back to him live in the air, and that's when they started playing the psycho like noises <laughs> <laughs> on the air. He seemed like he was pretty cool, and it was just incredible to speak of him. He was very tall, and you could tell he was, he was you know he was buff and. Um, there are a lot of people at the show that were diehard WWE fans, so I mean, it was just people were really excited. I mean, just there was a certain atmosphere there that even at the Howard Stern show, he had a unique celebrity status. Right. Well, and let's talk about that. So, you, how how does one become an intern at the Howard Stern show? And then tell us some of the 
crazy. We can only imagine when you say Howard Stern, instantly people are thinking throwing stale bagels at someone. You know, of all kinds of debauchery. Right. So, give us some details about what was that you know time period like, and what did you take anything away from that experience? Yeah, yeah. That was it. Was a great, great period of time. First off, if any of your listeners are out there, I would highly recommend to get an internship at the Howard Stern Show because it'll teach you so many things. I mean, the the gentleman is a incredible entertainer, and they have a well-oiled machine out there. So mm-hmm. you're constantly going to get a lot of experience. You'll meet a lot of good people. So my time when I was there, uh, you know, I worked. With, I saw a lot of celebrities. I was meeting them, talking to them. There were a lot of porn stars that were coming in. Uh, you're always laughing and cultivating relationships. So one of the people on the show became a really good friend of mine, and two of the interns when I was there wound up getting hired. So it was just, I have to tell you, we, we went on comedy tours or shows and had an opportunity to meet these people up close and personal. It was just a unique experience. There's no way to describe it. It was just working at the most amazing place in the world and talking to these people you grew up watching on TV and hearing on the radio. And, and you know, you, the idea that you could ask them questions and you know, pick their brains about what they did, it was just amazing. Uh, it was just an incredible experience. And, and how long were you there? I was there for eight months. Man. Eight months wow, that's I left, and I came back to the show to, to make, make an appearance. But years later, I returned to that show to bring clients on the show, mm-hmm. and that was wild because the last time they saw me, I think, well, I think they saw me, and I was getting pegged with bagels, mm-hmm. and then I showed up five years later in a full suit yeah. with a right. client that they had on. It was just, it was cool. Right. <laughs> now so, you're dictating how this conversation. Right. Exactly. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, that's it was, good. It was, it's cool. They're like, oh my god! They, they, they all thought I was going to be in a mental institution or something. Like, <laughs> right. like we thought you would be on TV, I, being I, a I, killer. I thought that's what the Howard Stern show was. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. great. I mean, it's, he's a unique entertainer. I can highly recommend anyone out there apply for an internship. Just make a great resume, a great cover letter. Sure, and, uh, yeah. make it happen. If you can. Yeah. So since you're a, uh, uh, you say you've been a wrestling fan for a long time. Very long time. A very yeah. long time. Well, when we have uh, uh, guests on this show. And there are wrestlers or wrestling fans or whatnot for whatever various purposes. We like to ask a certain set of five questions to hear yeah. the varied responses, kind of like a, a litmus test of the, mm-hmm. of the fanhood here. And we, since we're the Spanish announce table, we had a little bit of flair, and we like to call this segment Cinco Preguntas. All right, are you ready for your Cinco Preguntas? Ready to rumble. All right. Ryan McCormick, co-founder, Goldman McCormick, Public Relations. Who's your favorite wrestler of all time? Roddy Piper, the late uh, Roddy Piper. Yeah. Yeah, so how did that news hit you then? Because he's one of the first wrestlers I ever saw, as a matter of fact. Oh, it was just really tough. I mean, he, he was one of the, I read his biography so many times. I thought he should have been alive a lot longer. The fact that he died in sleep, I mean, it's, it's tragic. And he didn't seem to be a person that had a problem uh, to or dealt with a lot of steroids to the degree that some of these other wrestlers have. Sure, yeah. Utterly shocking. His match at WrestleMania three so memorable. We, we, we went from the heel to the good guy, and everyone was just devastated when he left. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that goes then into uh, question number two. And, and with this, you can give multiple answers because it's kind of hard to peg down one for most people. But what is your favorite match of all time? <sighs> favorite match of all time? 1998, Hell in a Cell. Taker versus Mick Foley. Wow. I was, I'd say I was shocked that he would be able to get up and continue yeah. that match. And when we saw that, and I was just watching, I was so amazed. And I was like, I, I want to have that kind of passion and dedication to whatever job I'm in. 
the fact that he was able to endure so much pain and put on such a great show and give so much of himself, I thought it was incredible. I mean, it wasn't the, the best technical skill match, but I thought it presented an amazing story. And that was the first time I think the WWE fans were introduced to Thumbtacks and his hardcore wrestling. Right. So. Yeah. Well, you were sharing kind of with us off air about Mick Foley, how you helped with his first comedy show. And the reason I bring that up is when we got to see Mick Foley a couple weeks ago, uh, he came through Kansas City. He actually shared how people think, you know, he was a man of, you know, keeping his word and working through this uh, this match. And he brings up, and I won't ruin the joke, but he brings up another situation where he was in Europe and he saw something else. And go see the show as far as that. But right. tell us about how you worked with Mick Foley on uh, on his first comedy show. Sure. This is back in 2004. Okay. And Nick was living on Long Island at the time, which was where I lived. We had, it turns out we had gone to the same high school. Oh, really? And, <laughs> yeah, so we had we we met, and we did a fundraiser for cancer, for to raise money for cancer awareness. And I said, Nick, I said, you know, he talked about doing stand-up comedy. He went up and did his very first show, and it was it was different. He was getting used. To, he was doing a lot of crowd work, and he started doing some jokes, and he got really good. And I produced a show that he also appeared on back in 2009 called New York's Funniest Reporter Show. It had featured all the members of the local national media raising money for you know for another great cause. And he headlined the show, and his comedy had gotten so much better. And by the time I saw him recently in North Carolina, he's, he's, he's a, a natural comedian. He's genuinely very funny. His joke mm-hmm. styles are amazing. He's a different person when he's on that stage than when he's in the wrestling ring. And he has a natural flair for reading people in the audience. I feel that he could be a, a, a really incredible comedian of his time. Oh, it's yeah. incredible how much he's learned and progressed in a very short period of time. Yeah, we got the chance to meet him because he did a meet and greet, and he actually answered. He uh, he was so tired. We got we convinced him to do three of the Cinco Brutos. <laughs> yeah. uh, but yeah, just very like you know, he seems like he can roll with the punches and just keep oh. hold an entertaining conversation for hours if need. Yeah, he can. He does sure. so much work. He does so many things for so many people. Really good charity. Got a, has a huge heart. I'm so amazed at how many how he'll go up to every fan at that show, every show that I've seen him, and he'll shake their hand, and uh, he's just incredibly nice. Can't say enough good things about him. The the craziest thing I always think about with the, the Hell in the Cell match is everyone always brings up the Hell in the Cell match itself, right? When he gets thrown off the the first time, and then he gets back up there and gets thrown through, through the match. Right. But here's the craziest thing I think, and, and actually it's Stone Cold that really made me res- it resonated with me when Stone Cold said it is. So Mick Foley goes through the thumbtacks, the, the, the table, the, the cage, all of it, and then he still, after the match, goes back out, goes back out and interrupts the main event because that wasn't <laughs> right. the main event. He yeah. interrupts the main event of Kane versus Stone Cold. Right. So, like, that poor yeah. bastard. Yeah, they didn't handled, rush him to a hospital. Yeah, they didn't rush him to a hospital. <laughs> They're like, hey, wait 15 minutes. you got to go back out. And he wobbles the, you know, down oh. there and still interrupts the match and commits to – his craft as it is. And so I always think that's the craziest part of that Hell in the Cell match was not necessarily, even though it was amazing, a match, is that he still stayed backstage and then went out and got involved in the main event and took a stunner from Stone Cold Steve Austin. It's, yeah, it, it's incredible. And it shows you that there are those people, those wrestlers, they put their heart and soul and they will give all of themselves. Like, you, you don't probably, when you work at a position, you're probably thinking, okay, you know, when I'm done, I'm going to leave home, I'm going to go and enjoy the day. These people, they, they go above and beyond. They really put their hearts in there. So it's, 
just shocking what he put himself through. Yeah, it's very admirable. I mean, we even yeah. last week you know, or two weeks ago now uh, with, with John Cena and his nose, his broken mm-hmm. nose where he got shattered into what looked like 100 pieces and he didn't stop and, you know, call the match yeah. off. He just kept and going. Even, even didn't rush out after the match, just sat in the ring for a while. <laughs> yeah, just hung out. <laughs> I was like, well, it's broke. <laughs> yeah. So then we'll get back to the, the Cinco Preguntas here. This is kind of the third one. We built this with wrestlers in mind i guess we didn't think oh we might interview people that aren't wrestlers but we normally ask biggest influence so is there maybe a wrestler or somebody in the wrestling industry that's maybe influenced you in some way i'd say it was roddy piper yeah roddy piper influenced me because i think there, there's a lot of flair that we um we do in our, in our business that we really push out we have a lot of high energy and we just it's very intense yeah. positive energy and i think that there are some mannerisms of roddy piper that I incorporate, especially when I'm when I'm getting upset, people are driving me crazy. I kind of incorporate a rowdy piperism, mm-hmm. right. yell, and they're like, "Oh, you know." But I, I try to do it in a very positive manner. But I think uh, Rowdy Piper's original style was a big part of it. Uh, I think Mick Foley's a big part of um, had a big influence as well because Mick Foley always found a way to articulate himself very well and uh, you know yeah. be a creative master. I call him a creative Picasso with his talents and art. So I look at Rowdy Piper and I look at Mick Foley and I look at some of these other uh, superstars and see where they succeeded and just take bits and elements of what I thought they did great and incorporate them into whatever I was doing. I feel that the wrestlers themselves, I don't know if you'd ever look at them this way, but I think that they're teachers. You know, we look at them as putting their bodies on the line, as putting, giving great performance, but I think that they're all here to teach us something. And uh, whatever it is, that we can learn a lot from them. Nice. I like that. All right, so here we go. We're going to keep on going with uh, Secret sure. Pregintis. Uh, question number four and uh, this one we get some some varied responses on. And Very if you off the wall, yeah. And, and if there's more than one, again, feel free. But yeah. what is your favorite wrestling term as far as like babyface, heel, things like that? Do you have a favorite wrestling term? Uh, favorite wrestling term, cheap pop. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> yes. I love that term, and I, I love it. They would always utilize that. Um, I guess for for people who, who couldn't get over it at all. And they constantly would do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like I think that who was that guy, that gentleman that used to do the worm all the time? Oh, oh Scotty Too Hotty. Scotty Too Yeah, hotty. I mean, yeah. I, I love that thing, but that was the, I remember that he, he'd only get a pop doing it that way. And then right. at the end, it, I don't know, maybe he did it so many times, but I think I think cheap pop's pretty cool. Nice. Yeah, I love yeah. it. So then, and, and we lied. We we say we have five questions. The fifth one is sure. a, more of a hypothetical thought experiment. So. <laughs> You know, but it's just you can't say four questions in a hypothetical. Sure. Not this <laughs> it doesn't really ring off the tongue. <laughs> right. This fifth one, uh, we're gonna so hypothetical situation again here. Yep. You, me, and T Mac, we're sitting here. We are the creative team. We're gonna book you in a big feud that culminates at WrestleMania, the main event of WrestleMania. Okay, your big feud with T Mac. Give us the storyline. What's the story? Uh-oh. Now, again, you haven't okay. met T-Max, so right. it might be a little bit harder, but maybe you have one in the holster that you've thought of. All right, so this is what's going to happen. Is that My thing is that T-Mac is going to be in the bathroom, and he's going to be in there spending time. He spends a lot of time. Putting, you know, doing his hair. <laughs> okay, and yes. this yes. happens to be on a day where I've gone to Taco Bell, and I've had seven or eight burritos. Oof, oof. And I'm knocking on the door, and I am begging to go in there, and he's just not making a big deal about it. He's not taking my, my, my feelings into any consideration. So... I wind up going down the street to the gas station, and I have to use the bathroom down there. I wind up catching a disease, oh. and I'm hospitalized, and I'm out of action. Man. And they're just doing promo after promo to let people know that I'll be back, and it's a real serious thing. I come back, and I tell him, I say, you know what? You didn't take my feelings into consideration. We have to settle this, and no holds barred, no disqualification, all bets are off, hardcore championship match, and we use barbed wire. Ooh, yeah. It's the only way barbed wire bats, and we just go at it. 
Nice. So who goes over? Well, I would say this, that I have a lot of respect for you guys, so I'd be willing to, to let you guys pin me. Oh, so yes. I want to make sure that I get a couple shots in there. Oh, yeah. Yes, I win. I don't, I don't think you know exactly I how. I win one. I don't think you know exactly yep. how perfectly you nailed T Mac <laughs> yep. without ever having met the guy. Yep, I, I hours do doing not consider I would, I would do that. And then my consolation prize is that eventually you'd show me that I eventually get into the bathroom. So. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you guys can have a bathroom match. <laughs> that, First guy to the bathroom. We'd partner up. We'd, yeah. we'd, we'd be a tag team against someone else. So we, you know, we'd reconcile and be a tag team against someone else. I, I think you should do it. It's a hardcore barbed wire bathroom match. First guy to get to the bathroom wins the Well, match. winner has to swirly the other one. The winner first oh. one to swirly the other guy. <laughs> that may have happened. Have you ever watched some of the game shows that they have on Japanese television? They oh, have a yeah. lot of these interesting of these. game shows. Yeah. They, they just they go out beyond what I can think of creatively or what we can think of creatively, and they have things like that. I'm sure they've, they've already come up with it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. I, I bet you that's something that's probably a couple years already in the making. So then to wrap this up, uh, let's yep. let's get some of your plugs out there. Is there ways if somebody's looking for some reputation Absolutely. management, how do they get a hold of you? Sure. If anyone wants to learn more about Goldman McCormick Public Relations, our website is goldmanmccormick.com, G-U-L-D-M-A-N-M-C-C-O-R-M-I-C-K.com. And our specialty is reputation management and getting out to the media. Mm-hmm. So if you ever want to you know, promote yourself, promote a product, promote your business, I would love to work with you. That's good. Fantastic. And I appreciate you coming on here because it's a very interesting oh. conversation, especially with how high racial tensions are, uh, you know, how we started this conversation with the Hulk Hogan issue. And, and I think it's it was interesting to get an expert's opinion on this because, like I said, we're just we're just two wrestling fans yeah. that decided to start a show. And, you know, maybe maybe we don't know everything. Right. So exactly. we thought, you know, what? I, I saw your information <laughs> out there and I said, hey, this is a guy I need to get on here and talk to him about. Right. So. I don't know. People, I mean, you're always learning something, but you're very, you're very positive. You're very upbeat. And if you and the, your other great listeners out there discussing things, and you're talking about it in a very cheerful way, I think you're, 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 fighting the, you're fighting the problem. I mean, Hulk Hogan, for some reason, he didn't decide to stand up and fight. I think if he had stood up and fight, he would have rallied the Hulk Hulkamaniacs behind him. He would have been an authentic, genuine hero. He wouldn't have just been Hulk Hogan that we've come to know and love on TV. He would have been a real hero in real life. And I think you guys... Please keep on doing what you're doing. You're keeping it very positive, and by keeping it positive, you're not uh, stroking these fires of hypersensitivity and just, you know, I don't know what it is going on in our country, but uh, you guys are the antithesis of that, so keep up the great work. Okay, well, good. I appreciate that, man. That's really man. Nice that really made me yeah. feel good. Yeah, there you go. We're just done with the show now. Yeah, Let's we'll just leave we, on those compliments. Can, hey. <laughs> so we're gonna play some music out here. But if you do me a favor, stick on the line. We'll talk to you after we uh, hit the outro out, so that way uh, we can kind of, uh, you know. Tie up some loose ends. Make sure you know uh, you know how you can listen to this and so forth. So do me a favor. Stick on with me. Would you do that? Sure. All right. We'll one do. second. Thank okay. you. Okay. All right, man. What an interesting conversation. Yeah. Yeah. That was good. That was good. So, wow, that was a lot. Let's take a break. We're going to come back and do some emails from you, the fans out there. Mm-hmm. It's your favorite. It's my uh, favorite yeah, segment. Favorite I segment. mean, this so, one was really great. This was really good. I'm saying week in, week out. Week yeah. In, week out. Yeah. So let's do that. We'll take a break. We're going to come back to the Spanish announce table, which is on SpanishAnnounceTable.net. And in Japan, letting a sumo wrestler make your baby cry is considered good luck. TrainingTopicsNetwork.com. Hey. 
Hey, it's Captain Awesome with a message for our fans in the UK. Amazon is offering a new way that you can help support the Spanish Announce Table, and it just might benefit you more than it does us. Right now, if you go to SpanishAnnounceTable.net and click the Amazon Prime Music banner on the right-hand side of the page, you can sign up for a free 30-day trial of Amazon Prime Music, and Amazon is going to give us three pounds. That's almost five U.S. dollars, all for just signing up for a free 30-day trial of Amazon Prime Music, which gives you unlimited access free access to over a million songs and hundreds of hand-built playlists. You don't need to sign up for a normal membership afterwards for us to get paid, and you don't even need to complete the whole 30 days. You can cancel at any time, and they'll still give us the three pounds. If you want to support the Spanish Announce Table and listen to unlimited streaming music, go to SpanishAnnounceTable.net, click on the Prime Music banner ad on the right-hand side of the page, and sign up for that free 30-day trial. Get ratty with some emails. Yeah? You're just smiling? Just happy. Yeah? Just happy. Life is good. Life is good. Days. Can't can't complain. It's time for the emails. No one cares if you do, right? Yeah, it's it's a waste of time to complain because nobody's gonna fucking give a shit, right? Yeah, my mom always said, get in a good mood, because no one cares if you're in a bad one. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell her I like that later. Hey. Hey. Hi. Yeah, jerk. Why am I a jerk? Hope you said I'm going to tell your mom I liked her comment. Yeah, good. Yeah. Hope later. Bad credit. Tonight. I far you think I don't have it now? <laughs> All right. Let's do some emails. If you'd like to email this show and have us answer your questions or just hope talk you, about your thoughts. Hope you get declined on on your next loan. <laughs> yeah. Well, that might happen too. <laughs> Email us, tableshow at gmail.com. That's also the email to use if you want to give us a PayPal donation. I'm saying, you know, we're entertaining you, you know. Just, yeah, a dollar? Just saying. Give us a dollar, give please. Give us a dollar. Because we make you holla. Holla, 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 you bitch. All right. <laughs> kick these emails off. That's a Chappelle show reference yeah. if no one knew. No? They're calling you a bitch. No, all right. We'll kick these off with Kata motherfucking Klismic. And he says... Hey, yo. Let's do this. What's up, Captain Confederate and TMMAC? It's Santa. You're racist. I'm not racist at all. <laughs> you should look at some Facebook posts I have about that Confederate flag. Anyway, so next week, it's official. Stephen Amell will be on Raw next week to confront Stardust. Aren't you excited? I know I am. The Green Arrow will show the evil, villainous Stardust what happens when he fails his city. Great. Now, keeping this email superhero-based, who is your favorite superhero and why? I know you'll love this topic because you're both such big nerds. Lol. <laughs> hey, we're going to answer it, though. You go ahead first. Do you have one? Um... You know who mine is? And I swear, you. I have photographic evidence that this poster was up when I was a child. Okay. And he's not even really a superhero. Huh. That's why I love him so much. Hmm. The Punisher. The Punisher? You know what I was a big fan of when I was younger? Was He-Man? Does that count? Yeah, you would like He-Man. Does that count? Yeah, sure. He-Man. Yeah. I had all the He-Man toys. Of course you did. I had the Castle of Grayskull. Uh-huh. You know, I had all that. I had a long black trench coat and the Punisher t-shirt, and I had 
like fake guns. Yeah. You got I man, I was I'm a little bit older than you. Yeah. All right? Yeah, I was into cooler shit. Okay. <laughs> he man, because okay. that man. doesn't scream homo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I really like his chest. Yeah, you like this his dominatrix wear. That's what you yeah, like. Yeah, I like the straps across yeah. his chest. The leather. Yeah. But no, it was and Punisher. The cloth. I like I like Punisher. <laughs> And uh-huh. then I remember I liked Gambit. I liked Superman. Superman was always a big one for I me. I never liked that. Yeah. Gambit, Punisher, and then wasn't what the there... fuck is Gambit? Gambit from X Men. Oh, I don't know. He would X-Men. be a gam- like he was a gambler. X Men was, and he would throw stupid. the fucking cards at you. I think, yeah, and yeah. it would explode and shit. But he's never put in the X Men movies. I don't think. Yeah, I just didn't like that. You know, comic books. Well, neither do I. But I'm saying of the ones that I did know. Yeah. Who was another one? Um, Wolverine. Before Hugh Jackman fucking sure. did all that shit. Yeah, I just didn't like the X-Men. By that time, I was yeah. getting older. And, and see, that was when it was hitting for me. Yeah. Was, yeah mm-hmm. so. In all seriousness, I want to share my thoughts on the Hot Rod. I first came across Roddy back in WCW, and I instantly became a fan. Little did I know, at the time, his greatest work was in the past, which I happily checked out through DVDs. Roddy, along with Dusty, was one of the few guys who I actually enjoyed making appearances every now and then with random Piper Pit segments. In closing, I want to recite an Irish poem in Piper's memory that he would recite on his old podcast. May those that love us, love us. For those that don't love us, may God turn their hearts. And if he doesn't turn their hearts, may he turn their ankles. So we'll recognize them by their limp. Santa! Out. I like that. That is a fun one. That's good. Yeah, man. Roddy Piper, man. I tell you, like I say, it was one of the first wrestlers I ever saw because of the Hogan, you know, thing. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, one of the first. I think the first I saw was really Hogan and King Kong Bundy. I remember his work as on commentary too when he yeah. was in WWE. Mm-hmm. And I remember Piper's Pit segments and uh-huh. yeah, I yep. had that. Like I said, those pajamas. Because well, and he was still around during that new generation time. Mm-hmm. You know, it, yeah, yeah. it was Bret Hart and all that shit. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Man, WCW man, you came in a, you know when once he started going to crazy old man. Robert yeah, Piper. All right when he was I'm stuck in Alcatraz. <laughs> remember that fucking match. God, when Hogan and him had a match, and they they started the pay-per-view off with Piper getting released from Alcatraz, because that's fucking believable. Yeah. And then, like, and then remember when it was, this is, I always thought this was weird in WCW, and I don't think we ever got a good explanation, but there was, like, a triple team main event where it was the NWO versus WCW versus Team Piper. Oh, weird, yeah. Because Piper was like, I'm not NWO, and I'm not WCW, I'm Piper. It's like, well, then isn't everyone kind of just them? Yeah, yeah, you know? that doesn't like, make any sense. Yeah. Um, WCW writing so You know what, really? Yeah, I was such a Hogan NWO mark. Yeah, you were. That I took offense to the whole icon versus icon yeah, thing. Yeah, so did I. I was like, you're not an icon because you win a match. He's a movie star, and you've starred in some movies. It's not like the right. same thing, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? It, which sounds weird to say now because right, it's yeah. past. And, you know, but, hey, oh, man, Roddy Piper certainly, certainly helped shape. If he wasn't the villain for Hogan to go over, of course, would it have worked as well? Because who well, else in the WWE at that time could have pulled it off as well? I mean, there might have been somebody. Mr. Wonderful, Mr. that's w- it. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, thanks, Kata. I like Kata, man. So do I. Good guy. All right, let's just move on to Katie, the first lady. Boys, another week of wrestling has gone by and there is much to talk about. First and foremost, shocked and saddened by the passing of Rowdy Roddy Piper. He was a true legend, one of the greatest performers ever in the history of wrestling. 
Rest in peace, Hot Rod. Moving on to Raw. A great WWE title match to start the show, and Neville came damn close to a victory. Charlotte made the Divas champ tap. Is this a sign of foreshadowing? Maybe. Looks like we won't be seeing Cena until SummerSlam, which is fine. Gives him time to heal. However, knowing the way Cena heals, I wouldn't be surprised if you see him before SummerSlam. Paige on Stone Cold's podcast was fun. I think she's the most unique diva with her story. I hope it heats up more in the weeks to come for SummerSlam. Talking next week. Later. Katie, the first. Lady! Um, Here's my thing with this Divas Revolution that they need to tighten up. Mm-hmm. Who the fuck is number one contender? Yeah, there isn't one, is there? It's just these teams, yeah, which is well, cool. It's not but about the title right now. It's about the you know these 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 factions. No, it's, it's that, team bad, right? The submission sorority, right? And team Bella. Okay, why aren't they team submission? Why don't you just call it that? Team uh, tap. Yeah, you know. I don't know. Team tap you out. Right. I don't know. But what I don't get is so, team tap and suckers. But. But they even said, they go, the number one team is Team Bella, and it's because Nikki's giant reach and showing off her title up in the rafters. Her title and her tatas. Right. So I'm just like, (laughs) so who's the number one contender? Yeah. They're clearly making Charlotte, because they all come out to Charlotte's music. No, they don't always do that. Don't they? No. When we were there in Kansas City, came out to Paige's music. Did they really? Yeah. Well, fuck them then. <laughs> and, and then you know, so who's in a well? That's contender? where it could get interesting. Is after the big triple triple threat showdown, then be like, all right, the winner, one of you gets a title against or title shot against uh, right. Nikki Bella. And then does Paige turn who's on Charlotte? Who's it gonna be? Right. And then you've got to like. That's what I'm saying. Chinks in the armor. And yeah. then I did like the the page. I thought, yeah, as far as being unique in that sense of being like you know ten year veteran, uh, only twenty three, and her. She seems really cool, you know that kind of stuff. And her Dusty Road stories were pretty good. That was very cool. I like the I like yeah. the podcast for what it was. You weren't going to get anything hard. Sure, hitting. no. I thought it was an interesting story how like her mom was seven months pregnant and didn't realize it, and then takes a bump and right. was like mm, something, didn't, Man, right. something moved. And yeah. then she's like, so maybe that's why I have scoliosis. Like, right. ah, fuck it. Right. And he's like, oh, are you doing those things? And she's like, no. Yeah. yeah. She's like, I'm supposed to go see a chiropractor. I don't do that. Or yeah. Yeah. Uh, no. Definitely interesting stories. It just. I don't know. It was still hard to get over. Like, man, this should have been Hogan. You know, that feels weird to say because, like, no, at some point, totally. You know, yeah. And like we said in the interview, uh, I wish it was Hogan. Yeah. God, that. Why didn't they capitalize on that? Yeah, because they could have been the one to get Hogan's. Right. They could have just said, "Hey, Hogan." Here could have been his Mia culpa. You know, right? Like, he could have been like, "Hey, look, good I'm reference. an idiot." I said, "Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. good job." God damn, I'm good. Yeah, sometimes. Katie, what else? Well, hold on. What else you say? Oh, the yeah. uh, the opening match. Yeah, it was great. And Cena, stay off. I don't care. We, yeah, he's he's scheduled to be back one week before SummerSlam. No, just have him come in, say hello, say we yeah, got a have match. Have him pull an Undertaker at Mania and just show up. Yep, we've seen him enough. Lose. No one, no one, <laughs> no one has forgot what he looks like. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So. Do the unveiling of the new Cena because he's gonna right. have a new face. Yeah, that All would right. be cool. Like Katie the Cody the Rhodes first. Yeah, what if he did that? Yeah. The Cody Rhodes yeah. thing or that? Katie the first lady. She's the shit. Yep. Let's move on to HeelZiggler.com. Hey! He says, well, Cappy and Mackie, here's the latest. I was kind of weak on my Tweet the Tables this week, but I have an excuse. It's called Marking Out in the Morning. As you may or may not have heard, I started a podcast of my own. Yep, another wrestling podcast. What could I possibly offer? What will I provide that no one else is? I couldn't possibly hope to be better than the Spanish announce table or the overflow content that I sponsor on Tweet the Table, Rest of the Best, exclusively on HeelZiggler.com. But if I'm doing something different... I don't have to be better. Marking Out in the Morning is the first and only daily morning live call-in pro wrestling news podcast. 
When something big happens in wrestling, you don't want to wait until whatever day of the week your current favorite podcast puts out new material. You want to hear about it now. And you want to share your thoughts now. So just tune in to Marking Out in the Morning. The show airs live at 10 Eastern, 7 Pacific, Monday through Friday mornings. Whether you're just getting settled in at work, making your morning commute, or still getting ready at home, tune in to Marking Out in the Morning every weekday so that you're ahead of the game when you see your fellow smarks early in the day. You can find Marking Out in the Morning in the same Blog Talk radio feed that you access Tweet the Table Rest of the Best. This early into the project, we're desperate for people to talk like us, or for people like us, excuse me, and very open to suggestions. What will be our version of Tweet the Table or Team Max 3Ps? That's for you to help us decide. Think of it as the Dan Patrick Show for wrestling geeks. Start your day off right with marking out in the morning. Good for you. Good for you. That's a lot of work. That is a lot of work. Because, man, there's some Wednesday mornings where there ain't shit going on. Eastern, so it's 9 o'clock here. That might be good if I get some job where I like, have to sit there and fucking just work at a computer, which I hope I don't get. But That's what I that's, do. Yeah. So tune in. There you go. I might. Listen, I, will. I will. I won't might. I will. Yeah. 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 Good guy. And check out HeelZiggler.com. They've been very gracious to us, and they've helped provide more of content of us for you guys. We yeah. know you love us. You know it. You know it. Let's just move on. What is up, Captain Awesome and Fetty Mac? Yeah, come on. What Back for cheddar? the first time, it's your main man, play a fly, Oakland's very own, the ultimate one here, uh-huh. checking in to fattening you skinny bitches up yeah. with a big-ass plate of Funfragen. Come on. So frettin'. Yeah. So eat up. Right. One. Yeah. What did you enjoy uh-huh. about the Stone Cold interview with Paige? I know you did T-Mac, but I'll get to you in a second. Pale um, princess. Yeah, I like the story of like just hearing her unusual life, growing up in a wrestling, like, carny family, you know, having mm-hmm. to be 15-year-olds and shaking down dudes in a bar mm-hmm. and stuff like that. That was the most interesting stuff for me. Some of her uh, inside thoughts on Tough Enough and why she, you know, because I've heard how much she's, People have been like, whoa, this is not the page we knew. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, hearing some of that was neat. But My yeah. favorite part was her Dusty Rhodes stories. Mm-hmm. When she cussed at him and ran off, and he's like, you were the first one to say fuck you to me, you know, and all that. Which she didn't say right. fuck you, but yeah. that was my favorite part. Mm-hmm. That and then, um, uh, and then I guess, yeah, the family thing. But it felt like that was so, like, we get it. Like, yeah. I, that's how I felt. I'm like, okay. Yeah, but like the, the, Further details. Like, I knew she came from this right. big wrestling uh-huh. family in the UK, but man, yeah. yeah. All right, two, T-Mac. Yeah. Are you willing to accept the consequences of dating your pale princess? Right. Referring to the fact that her dad and brothers might put you in a trash bag. Wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't be the first time Wouldn't a girlfriend's work. parents have tried to beat me up. Yeah. I had one. You want to hear a crazy story? Uh. So I, I was dating this girl right out of high school. Uh-huh. It was like before. It was a summer before my freshman year of college. Yeah. Right? So I'm dating her. And so I was like two months, three months. Yeah, it was like three months. I broke up with her because I just, eh, okay. you yeah, know, yeah. just wasn't feeling it. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like she did anything wrong. I was just like, I'm done. Yep. yep. Just done. Just, you know. Yep. 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 You know that? All right. Well, uh, apparently I broke her heart. Right? Right? Her dad calls me. And this was before caller ID. Right? Mm, yeah, was, yes. so you just said, hello? So, hello? Hi. And this guy was like, hey, what are you trying to do to my daughter? Oh, and I'm like, no. I don't. And then, Like anal? <laughs> no. <laughs> Jesus. And then God. he gets into this like uh-huh. just tirade of just, you motherfucker. Oh, and then he goes, you hear that? And I got quiet. And then I heard a 
oh, of Jesus. a gun. No. And I was like, huh? Because she knew where yeah. I lived. Uh-huh. And I was like, no, 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 no. I was like, you know what? I just. Uh, Very sorry. No, I said, <laughs> I said, I just can't provide what she needs. And so she needs a better person than me. Bye. And I hung up. I, I was dating this girl. Uh, yeah, same kind of thing. It was like fresh out of high school or something. And uh, so that kind of time frame. I don't remember exact particulars. She was going to kill me. Well, okay. Okay, so uh, <laughs> I was there at her place, and her dad's talking to me and everything, and he's like, you like to hunt? And I was like, well, never really done it, because I, I don't want to hunt. Uh, and, you know, and I was just like, <laughs> and he's like, oh, you're going to come out with me sometime. We're going to go hunting. And I was like, oh, cool. And I told my friend Dennis, and he was like, dude, no. <laughs> he's going to kill you. Don't do it. No. <laughs> never did. No. <laughs> Gonna be no, an accidental sir. shot in the back yeah, of the head. Like, no thanks. Yeah. yeah, it's gonna be fucking Pat Tillman in this bitch. All right, <laughs> friendly fire. <laughs> Number three, can you realistically see Seth Rollins holding both the U.S. and world titles? It's happening in ROH with Jay Lethal holding the TV in the world. No. You think uh, you think this will be a, a no contest kind of thing or a DQ thing where a title doesn't change hands, or will Cena be holding both? No. Is it title versus yes. title? That's what Seth Rollins. Well, he's challenging that now. That's what he wants. Seth Rollins said, "Let's put it." Yep. The authority will get in somehow. I don't know, man. Yeah, because right now, if Ryback's back in time, now nah, the authority will like Seth. You're getting off the mm-hmm. the hinges, mm-hmm. you know. And mm-hmm. here's J and J back. I would and love to it. see Seth Rollins holding both the world and the U.S. titles. What a way to fucking put that guy over. Number four, with so many teams in the tag team title hunt. What do you think WWE should do come SummerSlam? Tor- tornado tag match, perhaps? Yeah, all of them together. Just throw them all yeah, in the- just all eight, mm-hmm. nine people in the ring. Yep. Ten. Throw El Torito in there. Yeah, Let's yeah. Just Why not? Cluster fuckery of, of mm-hmm. epic proportions. Yep, I like that. Titus O'Neil and Darren Young are great on the commentary. They have good chemistry. I love it. Yeah. And somebody's like, hey, wild crap. <laughs> <laughs> so great. And he's like, hit him with the line. <laughs> so great, man. And he has a high-pitched voice yeah. in contrast to Titus O'Neil. Yeah. So it just works, you know? Oh, what was the one? He's like, I taught him that move. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Number five. Do you think Ronda Rousey's dominance will grow stale? In my opinion, no. The women in that sport have to become better fighters. They won't. Look, guys, trust my opinion on this. She is so far in front of every girl in the world. It's ridiculous. It's it's gonna be a Buster Douglas type moment where Buster Douglas catches, like you know, Buster Douglas caught Mike Tyson the night after he raped Robin Williams, right, Robin, yeah. not Robin Williams, but Robin Givens, yeah. and he was coked out of his mind and mm-hmm. he just didn't take it serious. Yeah, Ronda's gonna have to be shooting a movie and then fit. No time to train. Mm-hmm. She's gonna be fat. Have a and, brand new boyfriend, right? Or, and, you know, or the yeah. boy, yeah. Edmund leaves her, or that Armenian guy. Edmund, <laughs> that, yeah. Edmund, Edmund. Is that who that was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was such a great. Mm-hmm. Oh no, no, the, no, the Lajario. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Hanato Lajario. Which that's a fun for if you saw the video on t- that guy's a stand-up comedian. Oh, okay, that, that guy's gotcha. not real. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Like he, him and Joe Rogan go back. Yeah, it's I got gotcha. you. Hey, Joe Rogan. You know, so anyhow, such a funny. It's great. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Yeah, but. It's going to be one of those times if she ever loses. I think she's going to retire undefeated because she's going to beat Misha Tate's ass for a third time. That's boring. And well, Cyborg. Or, or here's what's going to happen is how kind of Ronda Rousey trained and showed up and, and all of a sudden came on the scene. 
maybe there's somebody out there that we've never heard of no. who hasn't started yet no. and in three years is no. a, you know what I mean? I don't think she's fighting in three years. Oh, really? Yeah, I think she's. Did you see the tweet that she tweeted and then deleted quickly? Mm-mm. Somebody what? asked her, what are you going to do when you're done fighting or something? She's like, I don't know, probably join WWE and piss Dana White off a bit. You're right. And then the fucking tweet was yeah, gone yeah, in like yeah, 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, she. I don't think she's going to be fighting in three years. But she's going to beat Misha Tate's which Misha will get her out. Misha will last. She lasted three rounds the, the last fight. She'll go two this time. Like she'll, It'll last longer than an Instagram video. But the, uh, unless Cyborg somehow gets Mike Dolce to do the super weight cut to 135, there ain't a woman on the face of this earth that's even going to touch Ronda. Not even close. Misha was the closest one, and she couldn't control distance, and they kept on clinching. And then Ronda said, oh, you want to clinch with me? See ya! See ya! And so, yeah, no. See ya! And and how is it? How does it get stale that an actual athletic competition is ended in the time of an Instagram video? Well, that is so well, impressive. Well, no, but here's how it gets stale: the twelfth time in a row. It's impressive. It's, sure, it's impressive. But I are not, game winners I'm in not, basketball games not impressive? If every single game, and in a game, in a when it becomes predictable and expected, yes, everything no. gets stale when it becomes predicted and yes, no, yeah, no, yeah. You're wrong. Yeah, no, I'm not wrong. You're just extreme in your MMA fandom. That's so impressive <laughs> to okay. inflict your will on another person who does not want it in less time okay, than an Instagram here's where it video. Stale. Yeah, it becomes impressive to go. Wow. Okay. Next. You know what I mean? Like well, that's, that's your it. attention span. It becomes, and you know what it becomes? I'm not buying that fucking pay per view. I'm going to watch it on Facebook tomorrow and watch it in 34 seconds. Well, you're cheap then. No, witness uh, witness history. Fuck history. <laughs> Thank you guys for this podcast dope that you bless the fiends with every week. How cool was it, too, when Ronda was walking out and the Brazilians literally were trying to touch her as if it was Jesus <laughs> walking through the Red Sea. It was fucking insane. Yeah. God, they were like just uh, wanting to touch like her. She was just kind of like laughing about the whole thing, too, like yeah. after the fight, like, Jesus. She said, don't cry, because that's what Betcha kept saying to her. Yeah, and she yeah. said, don't, don't cry. cry. And she shit her pants. Did you see that? Did, was that real, no. or was that something on the I think it was dirt. Yeah. I think it was dirt. Um, he says, he added a link here to a YouTube thing, mm-hmm. uh, and we don't really have the way to pull that up right now, but he does say, what are some of your favorite Rowdy Roddy Piper one-liners and moments? Don't throw rocks at a guy with machine gun? Yeah. I like the, when I was... Well, I was um, hell. It's such a great line. As soon as you know the answers, I change the questions. Yes. Uh-huh. I that Vince McMahon, like I look and I, I dude, yeah. I'm on the show. Uh-huh. <laughs> like I just God, he's so great, yep. man. And and of course the coconut. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just mm. Piper's pit with the Andre the Giant and Hogan. I mean, that was a huge moment. Yep. You know? Yep. All right. P.S. Would have sent a dollar. But I seem to have left my wallet at home. <laughs> Where are you typing this email? Yeah. And you don't send it from your wallet. Right, yeah. Hey, now. You're pulling hey. our leg. You're pulling our leg. Hey, I liked his Facebook status. He referenced me. Yes, he did. Why don't you tell that story? His wife wanted to put honey. He's making this new spice rack. Yeah, making a new spice rack. Spice rack. You're right, you got your oregano. Yep. got your ginger. Uh-huh. You've got your... I don't know, spices, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. spices. Basil. Basil, yeah, right. sure. And his wife wanted to put honey. Honey in it. On the spice yeah. rack. And he, he said, says, I went all T-Mac on I her. said, it's not a spice. It's not a spice. <laughs> God, that made my day. Yes. I, I screenshot it and sent it to yes, you. Yes, you so did. Awesome. It was so great. God, that was so All right, we'll move on. The ultimate one is great. Here's one we haven't heard from in a while. 
the living legend. Hey! Says, hey, titty ticklin'. Yeah. Tatcher tuggin', mm-hmm. tantrically tantalized T-Mac. Yeah, boy. And the auspicious, audacious, audio dynamite awesome one. Nice. I like that. That's good. We always like compliments. So I had planned to contribute for episode 100, and damn, damn, that didn't happen. Sorry, guys. Happens. I then wrote this email two weeks ago and didn't notice it was stuck in the outbox on my phone. Wow. But hey, I'm here now, and that's what matters, right? Right? Exactly. We're going to keep doing episodes. We're getting Undertaker versus Brock 2 at SummerSlam. But even before Taker turned up, the rumor mill was all over Taker versus Sting as the plan for that event. Now, I understand many fans don't want to see this, but my question for you guys is, when, if ever, do we next see Sting? Will it be as late as the Build the Mania? That's all for me. The living legend has now left the building. It's going to be SummerSlam. It's going to be SummerSlam. He's, He's going to show up and, yeah. and screw up with the, the Bray Wyatt Yeah, match. You, you talked to me about this off the air, and, yeah. and that makes perfect sense because they're way too like – the, WWE doesn't do this like, hey, we're not going to use this guy. Right. They just don't mention him. Right. Yeah, they They're just not keep like, it under the they don't get your hopes up. They never right. do that. That's yeah, bad no. business. Why would you do that? Right. So I, I think, want people thinking somebody's going to show up even if they're not. So I think what will happen, and this is just guessing, is that Eric Rowan will come back giving the three-on-two advantage over um, uh, Ambrose and uh, Roman uh-huh. at SummerSlam. And then to even the odds, Sting – appears yeah and then, ah! right the crow and yeah. then roman gets the pin over uh bray wyatt they go their separate ways dean ambrose and yep, roman yep. just go their separate ways and then next week and we then get the, bray wyatt hey, and sting yep, yeah bray wyatt the, and sting yeah we get the the promo yep promos and the blackout yep. lights and the yep. crows and the abigails and all that fun yeah, stuff yeah yeah that makes sense all right man living legend I like yeah. that guy too, man. Me too. Solid I like dude. everyone that tr- contributes here. Solid dude. And anyone who listens that doesn't contribute, I like you too. Yeah. I do. All right, let's move on to the next one. It's from Hallmark of unless, Sweden. Unless it's you unless and you, you, you know who you are. Hallmark of Sweden says, hello, manly men. Thanks. <clears throat> what, man? <clears throat> Rest in peace, Rowdy Roddy Piper. Now, on to the meat and potatoes of the email. The segment everybody has been waiting for. It's T-Mac story time. It's T-Mac story time. Listen up, you fucking fucks. It's T-Mac story time. And this week we have the following must uses. Again, new listeners, Hallmarker Sweden presents these people and things that T-Mac has to use in a storyline. He can add to it, but he can't take away these things. Right. Summer Ray. Can I give T-Mac some time to write this down? I could just print him off a copy of the email, but I'm yeah, a dick. Yeah, you are. Mark Henry. Oh, my God. I already hate this. <laughs> Brie Bella. Brie Bella. Titus O'Neill. Oh. Oh, wait hit, a minute. Mark Henry? Hit him Hold up on. the line. Yeah. Wait, Mark Henry? Oh, yeah, yeah. Mark Henry. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Titus. See you. See you. Becky Lynch. Roman Reigns. Roman. Roman. Paige. Going heavy on the Divas. Oh. Charlotte. Oh, my God. Naomi. Are you just... You can't just, like, name the roster. (laughs) (laughs) Uso won. All right. Uso won. 
Fondango. <laughs> Running every joke week, here. It's always week, Fondango. Every week's got Fondango. Mm. The busiest guy in the WWE. Yep. An intergender match. All right, that makes sense. And a championship of your selection. Intergender champion match. Mm-hmm. Any. Just a championship of your selection. Any. Make with this what you will. Hallmark. Out. The women in Germany were amazing. Yeah. Yeah. They were, there was some very seductive women, if I can say. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, Is that language sexy? Not particularly, no. So what do they do to get over that? To Americans. Well, if you know anything, uh, what's a common theme about uh, uh, German porn? You know, there's a lot of porn over there. They're very sexual people. Germans are right, but I'm saying like if you saw a German, if mm-hmm. I saw a German woman at a yeah. club, yeah. and if I was single, uh-huh. how does that German? How do I get over like the? Hey, I think you're gonna sound stupid. How, what do oh, they? Oh, well, they all speak English. Uh, I mean, a lot of at least right. to, to the Americans. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, so they're smarter than us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, uh, most of them could speak enough English to have a conversation with you. A lot of them didn't want to, mm-hmm. uh, but a lot of them would bring it out if you showed that you were trying to right. speak some German, you know? Gotcha. Uh, now, the women were different, you know? Um, the accent necessarily wasn't the problem. The language itself is not a sexy-sounding language. Right, that's what I'm saying. That's uh-huh. why I didn't know if they're like, The accent, I'm... when they're talking in the... Ma- yeah. Any accent speaking English kind of sounds yeah, exotic, yeah. so, mm-hmm. yeah. Anyway, uh, he always asks, that's specific, he said, so how were the women in Germany? Yeah. So great. They were German. Uh, (laughs) So they were German? They were German. Yeah. Um, So let's get into this. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Let's do this. I almost really copped out and just be like, so we've got a one match. It's a championship match. <laughs> it's all true. That's the storyline. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, here we go. God bless America. This is fucking hard. So we're going to start with a reunited Fondango and Summer Rae. And they're just so happy in love, right? Hey, we're back in love. You know? Yep. Two hearts are one, mm-hmm. all that bullshit, yep, yep, you know. Yep, yep. Love is in the air, uh-huh. you know. Yep. And they're just, boop, 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 and they're dancing because uh-huh. they're fucking dancers. Yeah, they dance. That's what they do. Flips, twists, turns, and and Summer Ray uh-huh. sends Fondango out like they, uh-huh. sp- yeah, yeah, the sprawl, spin, yeah, and he goes off out. on a spin out. Yep. And he spins out, and runs right into Mark Henry. Ooh, ooh, and he says, all right. <laughs> mad yeah he said what yeah he said he says i don't like that you guys are in love you know why because i have a black heart yeah <laughs> and i don't like that no i don't yeah, like it no and you bumped into me because i don't like love yeah yeah i like pain i like pain yeah, so yeah you're there's only the, one thing i love in this world and that's pain the hall of pain that's giving pain right yeah. so he's right. Like, a hall of pain right and fandango was like oh okay well guess Smell what my dick well he goes no he goes yeah he does <laughs> says that, but he goes i only fight with my woman so you have to go find yourself a woman a woman yeah because that's how it's gonna yep. be yeah so he goes yeah because a match is a dance mm-hmm. and the best dance partners are women right right Boom. Boom. I like that. Yeah. So Mark Henry's like, well, who can I find on the roster that mm-hmm. hates that these two are together? Hates these two are together. Well, 
who's the only one that hates love, the anti-diva, Paige. Paige! So Paige yes. goes like, yeah. Yeah. This is stupid. Yeah, look like, at them all. dumb. Fancy colored. Yeah, right. Dancing. Yeah, and you know what would be great on TV? The contrast in our skin she, color, Mark yeah, Henry. She goes, you know what I don't like is that they don't scream. Right. Don't they know this is my house? <laughs> and they go, this would be great. People would definitely notice this, yeah. how black you are and how white I am. <laughs> right. So yeah. we're going to be a team. Yeah. And so they take on yeah. Summer Rae and Fondango. Well, Mark Henry and Paige win. Okay, yep. Because they're obviously yep. the better team. Right? Yep. yep. And Fondango goes, wait a minute. I thought this rekindled love would mm-hmm. mean victory. Yeah. Summer Rae was like, well, it's just a bump in the road. Yeah. Oh. True love can overcome. And he goes, you know what, babe? Didn't work out the first time. Yeah. It ain't working it this ain't time. Working out this time. So, whop, she gets dumped. Yeah. Gets bounced. And, Fo- and Fandango goes, Mark Henry, you gave up on love, mm-hmm. but I have not. Uh-huh. Summer Rae is not for me, but I will find someone that I do love, uh-huh. and we will beat you and Paige. Okay. And Paige and Mark Henry are just like, this is awesome. Huh. Like, you guys are bitches, yeah. you know, huff, huff, right? Huff, huff. So then Fandango says, well, I'm going to try to find a new girl, and let's get into different modes of girls. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So I'm going to go to Brie mode. Brie mode. Brie Bella. No Daniel Bryan in this. Huh? Right. And so Fandango goes, Brie Bella, will you be my dance partner? Mm. She goes, I love to dance. Look at my pants. They got holes in them. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Two things I love in this world. Dancing. Tofu and dancing. <laughs> and holes in my pants. And holes in my pants. Yeah, three things. Oh, my God. So, And then Daniel Bryan's like, what about me? And she's like, shut up. Shut up, idiot. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Shut up, hippie. Right. <laughs> right. So then uh, Fandango and Brie Bella uh-huh. are like, hey, let's, let's wrestle you guys. Yeah, let's do this. Mark Henry and Paige win again. Yeah, yeah. It, with the one, <laughs> two, three. <laughs> Well, by this time, Twitter and mm-hmm. the uh, IWC caught on to this intergender Yeah, yeah. Tag. I'm liking this, yeah. They're like, hey, this is fun to watch. Yeah. Good matches. Yeah, I like this. Well, others are like, well, let's be a part of this. Okay. So, we then get the best married couple on the roster. Uh-huh. Naomi and Uso. Yeah. Uso, Uso won. won. Yeah. And they say, Mark Henry, Paige. <laughs> Love can happen. Uh-huh. Yeah. Look at us. Look at us. Yeah. And we're not dancing. We're, we're fighting. We're fighting. Because we bad. Yeah, we do. Uh-huh. Look at our shoes. We're we, bad. Oose. We got we got matching light up shoes. Light up shoes. Yeah. 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 So boom. Ain't nobody running from the cops here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All you on that one. Uh-huh. <laughs> so Naomi and Uso beat Mark Henry All right, and yeah. Paige. Right? <laughs> yeah. And they're like, you know what? We're so good and we work so good as a team. We're going to have a championship, an intergender tag team champion. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's what we're going to be. This is the championship right, right. here. And right then, set up the list. And then, yep. So then mm-hmm. they're like, next this is week. The intergender tag team championship. Right. So next well, that's week. That's a mouthful. Right. So they say, next week for the vacant intergender tag team championship, we will face any man and woman on the roster. Any man and woman on the roster. Right. Yep. Well, you know who answers that. This is going. This is working. The mathematics on this is yeah. great. So you know who uh, uh-huh. works Which in one? that? Which ones? Well, I can 
and I will. I can and I will. Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns. So Roman Reigns goes, well, I can and, and I will, I will win in any championship I want. And I'm going to do it with woo, woo, the best. And I'm going to do it with flair. I'm going to do it with flair. I'm going to do it with flair. Boom. So it's Roman Reigns and Charlotte versus Uso and Naomi yeah. for the uh-huh. vacant intergender tag team championship of the world. For the first ever. First ever. Yep. Well, you know who wins this. Huh. It's the married couple. It's the married couples. Because they have the it's, best. It's Yeah, it's it's the bad ooze. Yeah, because they yeah. have the best chemistry. Of course, right. They love each other. Yeah. So they, they, they live this life. Yeah, so they win. Yeah. And Charlotte and Roman go, you know, we're just. Eh, we're they already have the championship of love. Yeah. and But Roman <laughs> goes, you know. I can and I will do this by myself. Mm-hmm. Charlotte, go kick rocks. Kick rocks. Yep. So boom, out yep. of there, right? Yep. Well, Naomi and Usos just start running through everyone. Yeah, yeah. We're going. Just we're going. going. We're going. going. We're going. And then finally, they win a match, and they're like, "When I say Us, you say Oh, Oh, Oh." And Titus O'Neil comes out. Oh. And he goes, "Hey, I was already a tag team champion. Now I'm, I'm going to intergender tag, tag team, team champion, champion, and I'm going to do it." With the craziest chick I know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Becky Lynch, Lynch yeah. the last kicker. The last kicker. So then it's the Becky. The last kicker and I yeah. kick some last. So then it's Becky and Titus versus the Uso and Naomi. Uh, at WrestleMania. At WrestleMania. Uh, for the intergender tag team championships of the world. Right. And so here it is, the match of matches. Mm-hmm. Right. It's not the main event, but it's a featured match. Yeah, right. right? It's a featured match. Right. It's They're going. Thing. This is on the news. Right. This is yeah. going. They're going back and TMZ forth. TMZ is covering this. Right. Because right. it's breaking down. It's big deal. It's intergender. Yeah. Breaking down. It's women's equality. Right. Right. Yeah. Gender equality yeah. for all. Yeah, it's gender equality because it's not like only women can face the women. Right. This is, yeah. Anyone. Anyone. We're all one. Yep. Yeah. So it's bigger than we are one. wrestling. It's, yeah. Love lives. Love yep. wins. Yeah, love wins. Love wins. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> there you go. So then for the intergender tag team championship of the world. Uh-huh. Naomi and Uso won, take on Becky Lynch and oh, Titus hey, O'Neil. Hey, hey. And Titus O'Neil says before the match, he go, he cuts a promo and he goes, you know, there's always a reason why I win these championship matches, tag team champion uh-huh. matches, because I always have a plan. So then they're wrestling, right? Da, 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 da. And Titus O'Neil is, see ya, see ya, to Uso won. Just, to see ya, see ya, see ya, see ya, see ya. See ya. Right? See ya. Right. Yeah. And so- yeah. He's down. I was excited about right. this. I like and, this. And Titus O'Neil and Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch doing her crazy stuff with the goggles. She's like puts the goggles on during the match just because yeah. she's having that <laughs> yeah, much fun. Why not? Yeah. Well, you know. She's going to weld. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because why not? She comes out and all walking funny and stuff. Yeah. And dust her on. And so Uso 1 goes and reach for the tag for uh-huh. Naomi. He reaches up and she walks off the oh, apron. Oh, no. Just drops back. Drops back. And Hands then. Up like, uh-uh. And everyone's like, what? what? And even Titus O'Neil's like. Wow, that's crazy. Okay. And then the Usos music hits. And everyone goes, Why would the Usos music hit? Because Uso number two. Uso two? And Uso two steals his brother's girlfriend or wife and takes her and they walk off. Oh, they make out. They make out. He grabs her ass. Yeah. Has his own fun shoes, yeah. you know. Flicks a nipple. Right, yeah, yeah, he's got the shoes. Right, he got the shoes, yeah, the matching look, shoes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And he get Uso one gets up, puts like, his hands what? in the air, turns around, Titus O'Neil. See ya. See ya. One, one, two, two three. three. Hey, hey, hey. 
And Becky Lynch and Titus uh, O'Neil are intergender, intergender tag, tag team, team champions of the world. world. And Naomi leaves Uso number one for Uso number two yes. at WrestleMania, yes. creating a feud yes. between the Usos at yes. Backlash. Yes. Boom. God damn, T-Mac, you're good. <laughs> I love it. I love that. That was fun. That was the best Diva storyline <laughs> in history. That was hard. That was good. <laughs> That was really good. I didn't expect an Uso heel turn right. on the other Uso yeah. for his wife. Yeah. With the shoes. Uh-huh. Yes. Boom. And a make-out sesh. Yeah. Yeah. Better than Trish Stratus and Christian yes. at WrestleMania. Yes. Better than that. Yes. Yeah. How good was that? Hallmark. I love these, man. Keep them coming. T-Max story time, you fucking fucks. <laughs> we'll move on to our final email. What's up, Cappy and T-Mackie? One of the three faces of GBL here. PGBL checking back in for your most excellent of podcasts. And as always, here's some wrestling questions and comments for you. One, have y'all watched The Rock Show on HBO? Ballers? Yes. I have, and I find it really entertaining. It's very good. I have not yet. It's fun. But you keep hyping it up. I got to check it out. Yeah, it's good. Rock is cool, man. Number two, what was your best moment of the past week? For me, it's... Hard to go past Sasha Banks versus Paige and Owens versus Orton on Raw. Okay. Oh, we're talking wrestling? Yeah, I was just yeah. speaking about my or, life. I was gonna... Or Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins versus Cesaro and Dean Ambrose main event on SmackDown. I, I really liked this, the Miz TV with Cesaro and Kevin Owens. That was a really intriguing thing mm-hmm. for me. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you? Uh. <coughs> oh. Although Brock Les- the. The promo Heyman cut. I'm going to say the Brock Lesnar promo just because I don't want to foreshadow one of my three pieces. Aha, okay, good, good. Number three. And, of course, this past week we sadly farewelled another all-time great with the passing of Rowdy Roddy Piper. So what's your favorite Piper memory? For me, it would be when he smashed a coconut over Jimmy Snooker's head back in the 80s. Not exactly a PG moment, but, yeah, still awesome. As always, thank you for the podcast gold that you bring us each and every week on Spanish Announce Table and the rest of the best. You guys rule. Have a great week. Later. Jeeves. I think we've covered the favorite Piper moments, so we'll just let it end on his. He's great, man. GBL always brings the, the three goods, faces. The three faces of GBL. Yes. So, T-Mac, before we end this show, we always go to the three Ps, which is T-Mac tells us, Certain things we can be either positive or patient about, and they could be randomly configured. Is that a good way to say that? Yes. Yeah. So what is P1 for the week? Well, I'll give you a first an overview. They're all positives. All positives. There you go. And you're having a great time this week, yep. man. Uh, first positive. rainbows over there. I am. I tell you what. <laughs> Which I asked someone, and I'll, I'll leave he or she out of it, but I said, what's your favorite color? I'm just randomly uh-huh. asking. And they said rainbow because it has all of them. I was like, why do I have a backbone on that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cheater. Yeah, why do I pick all of them? Yeah, I love yeah. all of them. Yeah. yeah so, anyhow, that just made me think about that. Um, three piece. Number oh, one. Coming from the guys who won't pick a favorite single for Guntas from episode one. Right, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. we love all you guys. Oh, you guys love yeah. 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 All right, guys. All right. So, positive number one. The opening match was Seth Rollins oh, and Neville. yeah. And I like the ref kind of fucking it up because it gives – because the crowd was, like, more into it. Because yeah. if it was well, just yeah. would have been one – 
to they were like, oh, okay. Well, and this paves the way you can have another badass match from them without it being stale because people were like, hey. Yeah, Neville should have won. It yeah. felt like a little bit when the ref, uh, or when he counted two and then Seth Rollins' foot was on the rope and yeah. everyone jumped up, it felt a lot like Chris Jericho, Triple H. We remember when Chris Jericho beat Triple H for the world title and then Triple H made Earl Hebner come out and was like, you didn't count three, right? And he beat him up and then they took the title right, away right, from Jericho. Right, right, it right, felt right. like it was going that way yeah. with like the wait a minute with the ref kind of yeah, thing. It was on the road. Right. Yeah, so yeah. it felt really cool. Had a good feel to it. It kicked it off. That's how you... Yeah, I, that's I how did, you kick off a rock. And I get that, they, that Vince has this thought process that you need a promo every time sure you need to tell everybody what's happening which i think is stupid if right. that would have just literally kicked it off that would have been perfect but that was set yeah. that was number one p2 positive two ms tv just like you said yeah so much fun kevin so owens great. cesaro walk owens walk yeah love that i love when they both turn to ms and they're like shut up yeah <laughs> same and then time. owens having the chair kind of stuck stick to his <laughs> ass yeah. you know what's yeah. embarrassing yeah. is that i've done more in you know my time here than you have in the yeah. years you've been here love yeah. that yeah and then this one i think i've mentioned it before positive three. positive three stone cold as a host yeah i've mentioned this before he's getting really comfortable being on air you can tell that it doesn't make him as nervous. You don't see as many hand well, gestures and, and like awkward good tension. Interviewing questions, like there's an art and a science to the interview. You can take courses on how to interview, and he right. does it very damn well. And this one was more impressive because you knew if he were to put a list of his top people, let's be honest, Paige probably wouldn't make that list. Yeah, right. And 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 to think he's like shit. Now I got to think of what I'm going to ask this. Girl. Right. So you know he did his research. Right. And you yeah. know he was probably well. You know he's already prepared for Hogan. Yeah. And now he has to you know get a curveball thrown at him. And now yeah, just like we were kind of like oh okay. right. And so he he's had to got go that like same thing. right. Yeah. So but he did really well. Yeah. He held a good conversation for the length that it was with someone. Who has an interesting story that he was able to get out of her? Mm-hmm. Very. Right. That takes yeah, a good that art. Does right. Yeah, so because she looked very nervous too, because she kept right. messing with her hair and she was laugh. You know the whole uh, nervous laughter thing. Yeah, like right. so then, <laughs> so so right. then I said, "Bitch," <laughs> yeah, and you I know, like, like to drink you know adult beverages. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, which I mean, uh, hey, trust me, I'd be nervous if I'm sitting in front of Steve Austin live right. on the WWE Network. Also, yeah, exactly. Uh, so yeah, I mean, yeah, and but to work he through did that great. with her. Yeah, yep, he did great. Yeah. So there's my three piece. Good stuff, man. This was a great show. The week uh, was a good week uh, without the you know sad news of, of Roddy Piper's passing. But mm-hmm. uh, once again, WWE doing the man great justice. So let's just get out of here, man. We'll be back next week. But there's more show if you want to listen to Tweet the Table Rest of the Best over exclusively on HeelZiggler.com. Check them out. That'll be episode 18 of that. We'll yeah, be back. we can vote. We'll be back here next week. For Spanish Announce Table, episode 107 on net and... The only class Elvis Presley Elvis Presley failed in his life was his music class. <laughs> Trinity Topics Network, back out!